Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. we go three hours of power on this wednesday welcome in everybody sports take jacob sports youtube network thanks for hanging with us barrett brooks Derek gunn rob ellis thrilled to be with you on another day see everybody in the chat section what's up chris christian mama brooks uh checking in uh early what's up mama, mama brooks? brooks in the house what's up, mom? how you doing mom Maz. good to see everybody how you guys doing how we doing fellas seems like i just saw you guys a few hours ago you didn't weird, miss us? Man. Is that what you're trying to say? No, 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 no. I'm not. No, stop putting what. Hey, keep my name out your mouth, first of all. Uh, Second, no, it's like, it's just time is just flying, man. It, it's it's like every day. You know how you try to plan out your day? You're going to get X amount of things done. And it's like, if you get behind five minutes, it like just squeezes the rest of your day. Yes. It's yep, crazy. Yep. You know? yep. Yeah. You got, you got to really in this day and age, be able to budget your time, man. Unless you're retired and you're kicking back, good for you if you are, if you're just chilling. But if you're not, you got to make the most of any any time you got, man. You any downtime, yep. and you better be ahead of it. You better be on Th- it, man. There's so. no such thing as budgeting time because whatever you plan is usually elongated. So yeah. it's, and, it, and it's like carries over into the next element that you're, True. you're, you're allegedly planning to do. So it's – you like, got to be man. able to audible too. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of do. walking up to the line of scrimmage and changing the play. <laughs> hey, the I don't have to. T- I don't have to tell you guys. My whole life is about audible. So. Yes, right now, dude. <laughs> I hear you. Today I was supposed to get solar panels put up, so the workers come out to do my solar panels. They go up on the roof and they say, "Well, I don't know who gave you the survey, but um, you have, I think, 27 less solar panels that you can put on." I'm like, "What do you mean 27 less?" He said, "Well, we can't put up that many." Uh, I don't know why they wrote the skip this the um survey like that. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. So instead of getting pissed off, I held my composures. All right, there kids, you go. You guys yeah. can go ahead and go. I'll call my I'll call my rep and see what's going on. So I'm waiting on a call back from him. But you I mean it's just you know the audible is there, you know what I'm saying? I gotta check, you know what I'm saying? You know, 
Blue 80. Blue 80. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I, I'm going to talk to you after, after the show, either today or tomorrow, about why you're getting solar panels, because I see a number of them up in my development. And just the other day, I'm outside and I'm focused on doing something. I'm heading towards the backyard. And this guy comes walking up my driveway and he's selling solar, selling solar panels. And, and I'm like, dude, I, I don't have time to talk right now. He goes, but I'm doing your neighbor's house. I said, I, I get it, but I'm not interested right now. And he goes, you don't want to put solar panels up. It'll save you on the energy, yada, 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 so on and so forth. But I've heard pros and cons about solar panels yep. in terms of some people like them, why some people won't do them. So I'm curious to find out as to why, you know, not now, but uh, when we on, in our downtime, why you are doing it. All right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Well, listen, uh, we got a good one today, guys. So John McMullen is down in Miami uh, in South Florida for Jacob Sports, and he is going to be checking in with us in the 1 o'clock hour. We'll, we'll get into what is going on in a second. It hasn't been a great day for the birds uh, in the open yeah. practice against the Dolphins. So we'll get into that one second. 1 o'clock, Tom McCarthy's going to join us. Now, uh, two reasons. Always good to have Tom on, period. But <clears throat> Phillies come back and win, and if you watch the broadcast last night, it was it was it was crazy, man. Like in a good way. Yeah. I I thoroughly, yeah. I laughed. It was it was really wild. In in fact, so we're going to talk to Tom. They did the broadcast last night from left field. It was Tom Crop. Yeah, that was Crop wild. And Ruben Amaro Jr. and Ben Davis and a cast of thousands, including Tyrese Maxey, you know the fanatic, everybody. And Crucker was out of his mind. So we will talk to T Mac. And and by the way. Tom will be calling NFL games all season long too. Yep. Uh, on the radio and CBS, so we'll hit some we'll hit some football with Tom too. So he'll be coming up at one. John McMullen uh, at one thirty. So let's start with a couple of impressions uh, from you guys. And by the way, Phillies comeback win and Bryce Harper hits two bombs. Barrett, I want to get into playing with extraordinary players with you in a second because you you played with and against guys that were just here's everybody and then they're they're at a different level. So and that's Harper last night, just incredible. First at bat back in two months, yard, <laughs> and then he hits another one later. It's like, are you serious? Right, dude? right, right, right. You know, it's just like riding a bike for him. You know, yeah. it's like riding a bike, and that's what that's your expectations. You know, and and I can't wait till we talk about them. Get into that segment because they prepare a certain way. They prepare differently. Um, their whole mindset is different. They they see things differently than most people. You know, I tell a lot of people all the time that you know most gifted gifted people have something a little bit wrong with them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't, I'm really, I'm being so serious. They just yeah. don't, they don't have it all because sometimes they can push past what others will say we have to stop hmm. and they don't have that barrier. They can push past it. So, I mean, I'm, I can't wait for this conversation. All right. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll dig into that in a second. So, yeah, because I'm going to give another perspective of what you're going to ask Barrett that I found out in my four decades of travels of getting to know certain type of exceptional athletes and then talking to athletes who talk about other exceptional athletes as well. It, okay. It's phenomenal. And, and it's like it frustrates a lot of athletes, and they also envy certain athletes because of what I'll tell you. All right. All right. I love it. See, this is this is insight. This is different. You're not getting this anywhere else, people. All right. So um, real quick on what's going on with the open practice today, which is still, by all accounts, still going. They started around 10, maybe a little bit after 10 a.m. in Miami. It, obviously, it's a lot hotter in Miami than it was in Cleveland for those ridiculous 2 o'clock starts. But that's that's a whole different story. Not that I'm bitter that they started at 2 o'clock. But anyway, um, so today it appears two things. One. Miami's offense really took it to the Eagles' defense, okay, for starters. Uh, Tyreek Hill, nobody had an answer for. In fact, Darius Slay, 
Yeah, not, that's not a shock. I'm not saying obviously no, he does no. to a lot of people. So it's not. I'm not. This is not panic time. I'm just re- right. you're relaying what happened. But he beat up on everybody, including Slay, including anybody they threw at him. Slay left at one point uh, with a limp, came back, got burned again, limping. They finally pulled him and shut him down for the practice. So I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him tomorrow. Um, I'm just – I don't know. I'm not telling you it's anything serious. We don't know. We'll find out. John will give us an update. And if we get anything along the way, we pass it along as, as we go here. So uh, on the other side, the Eagles offense didn't exactly shine either. Uh, it was a it was a bit of a rough day for Hertz. A lot of checkdowns. Uh, I saw Brandon Lee Gowton tweet that he may not have completed a ball more than twenty yards today, which isn't a great sign. Um, and things got a little bit chippy. Shockingly, Derek Barnett was involved in one of the uh, no. Yeah, I can't. I know you can't believe no. it. It's really hard. Derek Barnett. No. No, I know. <laughs> I, I can see Nick Sirianni. Him again, or what? What did he say that one time? <laughs> it's always him. It's always him. Yeah. It's always him. Um, so there were, there was that. And also, uh, Landon Dickerson got into a little bit of a melee too. So there you go. You know, some, some, I, I, I'm okay with it. As long as nobody gets hurt, I don't mind you get a little chippy. That's okay. That, that part of it's good. Um, but it was, it was back and forth. Barrett, I want to ask you, because there is a distinction between 11 on 11, obviously, which is what you normally play on, on a, you know, in a game and whatever versus seven on seven, because one of the things when we were talking about this pre-show, and I was saying, hey, it looks like it's the you know the the Miami offense is taking it to them. You said, well, hold on, was it eleven and eleven or seven on seven? It was eleven on eleven. So what's the distinction there for you? Because you said it's a it's a completely different deal. It's a completely different deal because you know a quarterback has more time when they're going seven on seven, one on ones, things of that nature. So I mean, it, it, those type of drills are are kind of wired towards the offensive side of the ball. You know, they tend to have the leg up because they have no one rushing the pass or anything else. That alarm clock, you know, inside a quarterback's head is 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 not sped up, or it has doesn't have to react in any type of way other than to, uh, you know, get the ball out when he feels as though it's it's, it's time. When you're on eleven on eleven, there's all the different factors. Is you know you got you know the offensive line that are accountable for who they're blocking and how they you know put themselves in a position to, to go out there and 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 have the right timing in situational football. When you don't have the line out there when you don't have tight ends out there and different factors, well, of course, you know, it's going to look like, you know, the office is doing better. And when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, I mean, who's just uber fast, super fast, you know, fastest, you know, supposedly the fastest guy out there on the field, you know, well, I don't know, Quez, I may have something to say about that, but, you know, if he's running around in, in seven on seven, one on ones, I can understand that. You know what I'm saying? There's no clock. There's no other factors. You know, that offensive line didn't have to block Brandon Graham or hmm. or uh, Hassan Reddick. But if it's seven on seven and it's real world, that means all the factors. That means who's calling the plays? Are they being aggressive enough? Are they sitting back? The reason I was saying, are they sitting back and 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 not wanting to to let him get behind them, to get behind the DBs, so they're not sending blitz, they're playing coverage as opposed to being aggressive? That's the big thing I want to know. Okay. Did he stop being aggressive because he had the speed of Tyreek Hill? Because if that's the case, then we're going to lose a lot of games, you know, because of him fearing one player or another. Yeah. So two, two let, factors to, to keep into account, Gunner. When you uh, real quick, one, Slay was back and forth like it sounded. It sounded like a lot of the practice with the injury, and Bradbury was out. All right. So yeah. you're you're down at least one starter, 
and then another guy's compromised to an extent. I'm not making excuses for the Eagles. I'm just trying to give you the, the whole perspective here. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gunner. Yeah, getting beat by Tyreek Hill is, is nothing to be ashamed of. That man has put a whole lot of people on his highlight reel. You, they've tried to double-team this man, triple-team this man. You can't, you can't stop Tyreek Hill. Nobody can stop Tyreek Hill, especially if a quarterback can stand back there an extra second or two to pat the ball until he freezes. You don't stop a Tyreek Hill. But what you do do, you get incredible work ethic going up against the Tyreek Hill, trying to anticipate his move, trying to cut, turning your hips you know, on a dime, trying to press coverage a guy like that that – this is the quickest guy I've seen off the line of scrimmage in terms of avoiding a press coverage of that initial di- jam by a DB coming off the line of scrimmage. It's a great it's a great opportunity to work against one of the best in the game, period. Mm-hmm. One of the quickest, one of the fastest. Nobody tracks a ball better than Tyreek Hill. Nobody cuts on a dime better than Tyreek Hill. Now, unfortunately, as you just talked about, Tyreek Hill can cause a lot of DBs injuries because of his sudden movement. I've seen him cause players knee injuries, hamstring injuries, and I'm assuming somewhere along the line we're going to hear that uh, Darius Slay may have tweaked the hamstring, trying to twist and turn and keep up with the Tyreek Hill, but that's okay, though, long as it's not severe. Um, you know, so P- anybody out there want to blow up a Tyreek Hill smoking Eagles, Tyreek Hill smokes any and everybody he comes up against. I mean, what do you expect? He's, no, no, he's I the agree. elite. I, I hear you. And, and, and I'm not saying you. I'm just saying people yeah. in general. No, and especially you're down, right? I mean, you're down a couple bodies. It feels like, like what? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean that's a big deal. I, I, the other, the other one who got into a bit of a scuffle. I, I think I mentioned this was Landon Dickerson, and uh, apparently he wasn't backing down. So I, you know, that's a uh, that's that's one. You, I worry a little bit with him with the injury history, man. But you know that he had in college. But anyway, so a couple of those guys uh, getting after it, and and like I said, you know, we're going to get the full reports. It was a really hot day, so I think tempers were were were. A bit edgy. It was over a hundred down there, so a little different than what they were dealing with in Cleveland, I'm sure, last week. Um, but you know what? This stuff sharpens you, man. I think it's good. Maybe it's good to get your butt handed to you a little bit because, by all accounts, they 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 won the day both times against Cleveland. Maybe it was. Guess what? You're not going against Cleveland's offense now. Wake up call here, boys. Right. You know you got Mike McDaniel, you got Tyreek Hill in there now. You know it's Jalen so Waddle. Waddle's a little banged up, but yeah, I'm with oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, they, no, but they, Miami's got an array of talent. I mean, this is the best of the best. And the Eagles are not going to see many offenses like Miami's no, this season. No, absolutely. you're not going to see. You know, you ain't going to see that kind of speed on a regular basis when you look at who they're facing, and you're not going to see that type of quarterback play or physicality. You know, Miami's Miami's a loaded team. I, I said it, I can't say it enough. I think Miami's season is based on who's quarterbacking that team. And you know who I think is going to end up quarterbacking that team. Bridgewater, um, but, yeah. But this is an incredible. This is an incredible opportunity for these Eagles individually and collectively to find out exactly where they are. Um, and obviously, you know, for all the reports that we've seen coming across Twitter, they got they got their, their pride handed to them today. And that's all right. That's all right. You go back, you look at the film, your coaches are going to yell at you. You know what? Take it to heart and get ready for what's to come. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and, and it's going to be interesting this year with them, with a new voice for Tua, with Tyreek Hill added to them. Uh, Xander. Uh, Come on, Xander. And Xander, who is our producer, who is an Alabama guy, uh, is yeah, a on, big Xander. Tua guy. So he's he's Huge going directly Tua against guy. Gunner's uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you uh, know, Tua is going to be hurt. I hate to say this. Tua is going to get hurt at some point of the season, and Teddy's going to take over. Then the controversy is going to start. Who is this team better under, Tua or Bridgewater? And let the stats fall where they may and make that decision. But uh, Tua is going to get hurt. 
Tua, Tua is like a look to me a little bit smaller version of of, of uh, Kyler Murray. Yep. With with yep. not with not having Kyler Murray's deep ball arm strength. That's what I yeah. see Tua. I hear you. I hear well, you. Talk, you, talk, you know, look at their wide receiver position, man. Of course, they're going to have guys going to be, you know, did you have to cover who they have in? I want to know who they had in for, for Brandenberry. You know, was it, uh, yeah, you know, was it the, you know, rookie? Was it, you know, I, I, I want to know that also. See, I, so I wish I was down there, man. I wish there was a way in which I could be down there because then I could have a more accurate assessment instead of looking at tweets and stuff like that to, you know, give me an idea what's going on down there because, it might be blown out of proportion. You know what I'm saying? They might they might not have the horses in there, and and that's why. You yeah. know, so is this going to change my my viewpoint on what, should they play in the preseason if they get their butts handed to them? No, you know I don't think that you know they're going to play. Right. But it still doesn't change the fact that you know they, I mean these guys on the other side of the ball get paid too. Right. That's right. You know that's right. <laughs> they get paid. They're trying man. to feed their families, bro. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't. I don't think it's a. Oh, no. It's the worst thing, man. I mean that that that's good. There, you know, get them, get a little, you know. Yeah, go ahead, bruise. You know, take a take one on the jaw. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It'll make it'll make it'll make going into the the last two weeks, going into the first game, more intense. You know, they're going to think more about what's going on as opposed to just you know thinking that everything's going to be fine and dandy and you know rose colored glasses and all this type of stuff. I, you know, I think I, I think uh, Dan Cilio makes an interesting point. Ninety-eight degrees, ninety-eight percent humidity, over hundred degrees. Eagles aren't in, well. His, his claim is they're not in the best shape. But I'm asking you guys. They're not in it, Miami shape, right? Well, well, how much of it is the do you worry a little bit about the shorter practice? How much do you concern yourself? All that stuff no. factors in. All that stuff right. factors in. I just don't think it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, I, I think it's more so the diff, being in a different environment. You know that that heat down there. It's Ain't like, no joke. It, it it covers you. It engulfs you. You know you can't get it off. You. I mean, it's like you're you're trying to wipe off the humidity yeah. off. You know, they so yeah. might have a squaw for like 15 minutes, and after that, it's it's, it's 105 degrees. Yeah, man. You know, you got helmets on, shoulder pads. You got a gear up under you. You know, the Eagles not used to that kind of heat, man. And especially if you if you're allegedly again based on what we're seeing on Twitter, if you're allegedly getting bested play after play after play, that's your pride, your ego at stake. Yeah. And you got coaches yelling at you too. Naturally, you're gonna take that an exception to that, and that's where things start to heat up a little bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, does anybody you... know? Yeah. Does anybody know who played for uh, Bradbury? Was it uh, Zach McPherson? Um, was it? Um, I'll have yeah. I'll have um. I'll have Xander. Josh Job. I'll have Xander text uh, John McMullen, and we'll get an answer for you. Right, Find right, out. right. You know, yeah. maybe Josiah Scott. You know, I want I want to know who was in there for him. Um, you know, as far as on the depth chart, you know, who who came, who started it out. Yeah. Because, okay. uh, you know, that's what it's all about, man. Absolutely, you know, man. I so need that, to, I need yeah, you need you need to, you need to know because that's a good point. If you're going against third stringers, Tyreek Hill should be taking you apart. You know, yeah. Tua should be picking you apart if that's the case. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's all it's all it's why you do this. You're exposing yourself to different things. That's a good thing. Whether yep. it's different players, whether it's conditions, because guess what? Especially early in the year, who knows what you're going to be getting heat wise, later in the year, cold wise, rain wise. This is all part of it, man. It's all oh, part. And of also, it. you know, you get hit in the face, you get knocked out. You know, how are you going to get back up? You know, yeah. what I'm you might get up back, kind of fearing, you know, thinking you don't belong there. Yes, and I've seen that happen to guys. You know, all of a sudden, you know, that same. That same bounce that they had is also all of a sudden gone because they become human again. 
Yeah, the Mike Tyson theory. Everybody's yeah. got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. See, right. I, and I think I think this is so good. This 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 environment they're in right now, even a game, even though they're playing the game on a night side on a Saturday, that humidity is still a bear in the evening when it hits seven o'clock in a on a Saturday. For the young guys, even the young guys that you're expecting to contribute a lot, like a Jordan Davis, um, I want to see where they are in terms of being able to handle this kind of play. Now, I don't expect to see a Jordan Davis and a Kobe Dean playing a lot of reps this particular game, but there's a lot of young game, guys that are scrapping for jobs. We're going to find out what kind of stamina and, and endurance they have in this game. And even though Miami's number ones are probably not playing, Miami's still got a lot of quickness down on that team in general. Miami's built for speed, period. And you're going to find, we're going to find out what these young guys look like against Miami. Now, maybe they're ready. And sometimes, you know, like it's like going to Denver. It takes you like 24 hours, basically, for your lungs to get adjusted uh, to that thin air up there. Same thing yeah. down in Miami. Mind, body, and soul, it takes you like a full 24 hours sometimes to get adjusted to that kind of heat and humidity in Miami. You know, you know they changed that a lot, too, you know, back when I played. Because when I first started my career, uh, back in 95 and, you know, going up until I got to like the 2000s, uh, teams would go up to Denver early to try to get their bodies acclimated. But they figured out, you know, even when going to, to um, California, we'd go up, at, right. you know, uh, two days early instead of, you know, so our bodies get used to it. But there are studies and they started changing it, that teams that went out there the day before, you know, ended up playing better than the teams that went there two days before. You know, their body didn't get acclimated. In fact, it made it worse. It made you more tired. Even going to Denver, just go out there, you know, it's best to go out there the day of and go out there and play as opposed to going out there for a couple of days. Because right. the reason why is, it's, it's, you know, people in Denver and, and plays, you know, that's why they train, the Olympic train in Denver is because Absolutely. you build more red blood cells in Denver. Well, same thing. When you play in Denver and you go down to Miami or you go down to Tampa, man, you, you don't get tired, man. Your lungs are over because you have all those extra red blood cells to, to carry oxygen to your body. Now they're going down there as a decided advantage for them because they've been in that weather before. They're, they're practicing it every day. And, and, you know, sometimes it just it's going to kill a team to go down there. But, hey, that's what you need. You need to figure out where you are as far as, you know, conditioning everything else. I also saw John Dickens, uh, he gave me a report on the street that says uh, Job and Scott didn't practice. So it oh, wow. probably, is, probably is McPherson. You know, if he's accurate with it, oh, wow. thanks a lot, uh, Dickerson. Appreciate that. Yeah. So you're, yeah, no, you're thin, right? I mean, you're really thin back there. And again, that, that's okay. You know, that's okay. Right. I, I, I like a little bit of a, of a smackdown to, to wake him up. I'd be curious yeah, to see how yeah. they bounce back tomorrow. You know, you got to have a better handle on it. <clears throat> the other thing you have to take into account with this is how vanilla are these, you know, is the approach from the defensive side or an offensive side for either team or is, he, is right. are some teams just kind of going after it? And this is what we're going to look like by all accounts. When it comes to the open practices, teams are willing to take more risks and show more because there aren't cameras there like there are for preseason games. Right. Right. So maybe you're seeing a little bit more of what it may look like too. In fairness, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, that's why I'm glad we have John there, uh, you know, boots on the ground, who's going to give us a full sense of what this thing looks like. But it could, it could be just a matter of, you know, the Eagles are a little bit short. They didn't execute. Um, you know, we'll find out. We'll find out. And, again, they were taking on a Cleveland team that's definitely compromised. That's for sure. You know, how many you know how many guys do they have out right now? From the looks of it, they got a lot of guys that are not playing right now. So, And, by the way, Miles Sanders still out. Yep. I mean, yep. do we start getting concerned here? I know uh, John no, Clark reported no, yeah. earlier, 
hey, it's not a big deal. And I'm sure, yeah. and I, I'm not in any way questioning John's reporting, but I'm sure the, you know part of that is John's hearing that from maybe somebody at the Eagles side of it. It's like, when, with this guy's injury history, I, I'd be lying if I wasn't a little concerned here that he's still not out there playing. I'm not worried today because too many players are dealing with hamstring injuries across training camps. I'm not worried right now. Training Hamstring injuries right now are commonplace um, in the NFL. Now, if you're telling me that two or three days before that first game, he's not praying. If we start seeing reports, Miles hasn't practiced for two days in a row. Miles Sanders is in, in uh, individual skill workouts only. Then I have a little bit of concern. But right now, no, I'm not worried about it. Uh, it's been it's been a, uh, more than a week now, but I hear you. I hear you. I, I like that. I like that. You look at the last gun tree and Chase said, we're not going to overreact to a bad practice. No, we're not. Let's no, just get this no. out there. No. Word, no. No. We're not. What we're going to no. do is talk about it, though. We're yeah, not going to overreact. Yeah, it's today. It's right. It's right. It's today. I mean, yeah, it's not I, like they're going to, you know, lose the, the, the NFC East now. You know, they're no, trash. No, oh, and, and, and here's what I would say to, J- to Jason. Y- y'all, y'all never overreact a good one, so don't start. Well, what we did, if, if you watched the show last week on, on both days, Thursday and Friday, we, we overreacted to, to exactly what was going on, whether it was good or bad. So right, that's right, uh, right. incorrect there, Jason. Incorrect. <laughs> so we talk about it, whether it's good or it's bad. We don't cover it up. We have to. Bad. That's we just the way – yeah, and again, I mean, we were blowing it. We were blowing it up when they were smoking Cleveland. So you got to talk correct. about this. Correct. So you can't have it both ways. You, no. you, you, you know, just keep it real with what we what we do. Um, I don't. I don't think it's the end of the world. I, I like I keep saying. I think it's good actually. To maybe you came off a week where you're probably sniffing yourself <clears> a little bit, and then this week, yeah, or at least today, it was a little bit different where you, you weren't quite as good. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, you go out feeling yourself, thinking you're, you know, you're. Uh, uh, not vulnerable anywhere, and then you figure out, you know, when you play against somebody that's worth their salt, like we talked about teams with over 500 records, and you play against them, and then you get your back kicked in because you yeah. were overconfident of the uh, previous competitors you played against. Yeah, all this stuff, you know, all this stuff factors in, you know. So now, so now they're 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 what is it? Uh, this is um, they're five and no. No, six. They both six. They're six, six and, and one. one in open practice. Yeah, they're six <laughs> and one in open practices now. So, you know, they finally have a kink in the arm. They're six and one. You know, remember we, <laughs> you won the day, you know? Well, you know what it is? Like, it, it, so it's two things, right? A, it's just kind of what, what it is in 2022. It's just sort of the way things are. But the other part is because the preseason games now have become total afterthoughts, where these guys bear think about it, we've gotten one series out of starters essentially yes. in the preseason games. So the where we would normally focus more on them, the focus turns more to the open practices. It's only natural, you know, that that's the way it is. Well, I mean, we are who we are. You know what I'm saying? We are who we are. We're not going to get an accurate assessment on what this team is, what our quarterback is until what is it? Um, September 11th. That's right. September 11th. That's when our first game. That's what we're gonna get. What this team is, what what you know, what what they really are, and we probably won't figure out. Hopefully, it's before the eighth game, but you know, hopefully after four games, we'll see what we do best, what we do, you know, what we need to work on, you know, all that stuff. Usually takes four games. Yeah, and I the the you know the other here's the other thing that's crazy, guys. We're tomorrow's two weeks. From the first NFL real game. Oh, don't so say that. So far man. away, man. No, that's good. We don't say yeah. that. 
Because so that means away. fall is right around the corner. You know how I feel about fall. Oh, God, that's a good thing. I enjoy man. my summer, man. I'm bathing in the sun every chance oh. I get, man. I, I'm I ready for see. real games. I, I hear you. And I, I love summer too. I'm ready for real games. I, I'm ready for real games. I am. I tell you I, what, I when, the, when the leaves start turning colors, you're going you're gonna to see me on this show depressed daily. <laughs> when, I start seeing, when I start seeing red, yellow, orange leaves, I'm like, I think man, differently, oh, man. man I, I, with I know it's football time, man. You know, that's when football really takes, you know, takes shape. Yes. That's when things are ready where they're really supposed to be, man. So. I'm with you. Look, I, I get where both of you are coming from. I, I love the summer, too. It's my favorite time of year. But I get to this point where it's late August, and I'm like, let's get this to, to make it real now. Let's yeah. get it. Let's <laughs> Can you it. imagine, man? Okay. Okay. September when 11th. Listen, when I have to listen to both of you, and I, I, I promise you it's coming. When I have to listen to both of you from November to February, <laughs> man, it's too cold to go outside. Yeah. It's too cold. I don't want to hear it. I, I hear it. I I'm never hear. like that. I, in fact, Bear. that's when that's Bear. when great fishing is, bro. That's the best time of fish. That's when striper season opens up. Yep. You catch the big ones then, the stripers, the blues, tuna. This is when great fishing starts, man. Not, yeah, and, and the fish you like doing, lake fishing, is, is, is not good then. It's not yeah, but good. See, yeah, but see, then also I get to hear the other side also. Yeah, Deacon, I was going to do this today, but, man, it's too cold to be out there, man. I ain't messing around today. See, I uh, know. See, you know what I'm talking about. Right, I don't right, want to hear right. it. Right, all right, all right. right. So, I, can find plenty, I can find plenty of stuff to do in the house. Believe that. See, that's what I mean. <laughs> see, I want to go outside for a little while. After we do a three-hour show, what's the first thing I do? I go outside and just stand in the, in the sun for about 30 seconds, a minute. Gunner, I, I do the same. See what I'm thing. saying, Rob? You get yeah. what I'm saying? I, I do. I, I swear, man. We wrap up. Hey, my head. When I finish a show, my I'm a little loopy. Like I, I gotta tell you, I'm not. I'm always a little. I'm always a little loopy. But I'm loopier after we finish a show. And I need like a minute to just sort of like it, it's. It's all got to come back to me because I'm. I am like in a fog. And when I so I go outside, I stand in the sun, and it helps me. I swear to God, I'm not kidding you, man. I'm not. And it's not one of these deals where. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Are you uh, serious? Hey, hey, Rob. You, you, you guys will like, do a Shawshank through your Shawshank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, hey yes. yesterday, so yesterday I did a show. We did a show from my wife's office, right? Right. So her office is right over where the uh, AC unit in the basement is. So her office is always ice cold. By 2 o'clock, when we hit that 2 o'clock break, uh, break yeah. man, I got, I got up. And she got a nice little space heater on. I turned that space heater on in the room. Um, <laughs> you put the space heater on. You better oh believe God. it. <laughs> now you, now you're worse than me. Now you're. Right, well, hey, wait, wait, wait. We, we got to take a break, fellas. We got to take a break now because I need to talk to John, man. Yeah, John McMullen. So, so here's the deal. We're, we're uh, like this one big audible voice, as we know, as we talked about a little bit earlier. So J Mac is going to join us next. We keep the Eagles talk rolling. We'll get a full report on everything that went down in Miami today from John when we get back. So don't go anywhere. Tom McCarthy at 1 o'clock. John McMullen when we get back. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek, Barrett, Rob. Let's talk a, a little bit about your finances with Principal Financial Group. And and look, it, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to find the right person to help you because you want to be able to put that money that you work so hard for in the right hands so you're taken care of and your family's taken care of. I got the right person. It's Jim Murray with Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you have a small business, you might need a little help. Whatever it is, Jim can assist you with. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover to Jim, and I couldn't be happier. 
give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could also email him with any questions or inquiries. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. Murray dot Jim at principal.com. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Catch you on this Wednesday, Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Let's go right out to South Florida, to Miami, in fact, and check in with our own John McMullen. John, of course, Birds 365, jacobsports.com. He, he is he's South Beach styling with, with the shades on that he just took off. John, uh, let's start a couple things, man. Give me your we're, – we're seeing all the all the tweets and all the reports from everybody that it was uh, more much more of a Dolphin day than it was an Eagle day. What's your sense of what you saw today? Yeah, it definitely was a Dolphins day, so we can finally put that to rest. The Eagles lost a joint practice for the first time in the next <laughs> Oh, no. Who cares? Um, right. 
it, it, you know, if you think about it, they were on the road last week. They're on the road this week. It is brutally hot down here. I mean, brutal. So um, it's understandable. But Miami was really good, uh, especially offensively. Eagles couldn't do anything with Tyreek Hill. Um, Darius Slay kind of um, tweaked something uh, early in the practice and then later in team drills. Uh, but they couldn't do anything with Tyreek Hill. It was a little bit better when it, when it was the Eagles offense against the Miami defense, but I would say the Philadelphia defense really, really struggled uh, against the tempo and the big playability of, of the Dolphins, uh, specifically when it relates to Tyreek Hill. Well, can you could you tell me the secondary that um, that 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 was out there against the ones um, offense? Of the Miami, yeah. Well, it was Epson Harris and Maddox and uh, uh, Zach McPherson, Darius Slay. Well, you're right, Barrett. When 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 Darius went down, then it became it was the first Mac became. Then they put in Kerry Vincent Jr. So at that point, what I can tell you is, yeah, I mean this Eagles team is really good at corner, but they don't have depth. So yes. you know, Bradbury's been out of practice, and now you see Slay leaving practice. Zach McPherson's not ready for it. Never mind Mac McCain or Carrie Benson. So, look, their starting corners are really good. Their backup corners, you probably don't want them playing. You're muted, Gunner. John, how many how many players in general were were out today for the Eagles? Would you say? Um, I I have the list, uh, but I can't pull it up when I'm on here. It was about. Okay. It wasn't that deep. It was about eight guys. I can guarantee you're not going to see Slay for a while because if he – it didn't look serious, but if he tweaked anything and it, it looked like a leg injury. So, yeah. if it's a soft tissue, you're not going to see him for a while. Certainly not against the Dolphins in preseason. John, stay on the injuries for a minute. Uh, any reason for concern or just caution on the Birds' part when it comes to Miles Sanders? Just caution. Um I don't think there's any concern whatsoever. Um, they want him ready for week one, and they don't care if he's in these practices, to be honest. So um, they did struggle running the football. They need Miles Sanders. I think that's sort of this weird schism in Philadelphia where the fan base kind of overrated him early in his career. Now they underrate him to a ludicrous degree. They are a much better team with Miles Sanders on the field. Um, and he'll be there. He'll be there for week one. Well, I'm, I'm not, you know, it, it, because of the heat and everything, did they seem like they were a little more intense? You know, once they saw the bleeding start, you know, how was their reaction um, after that? You know, when they saw the bleeding and, and, and you know, they were kind of overwhelmed. Did you see a fight, man? What was, what was the instant reaction about, all right, God, let's go. Let's get it going. You know, even even as far as Gannon, did he call more? Did he try to be more aggressive and trying to stop oh, him? No. You would have hated it, Barrett. They were zone, 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 and Tyreek was running right through it. Well, yeah, right that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yep. Right through it at will. And there we've been man-to-man the entire time, right? No, no. Uh, there was some chippiness with the Eagles' offense and the Dolphins' defense, uh, and that was on the far field. Lane Johnson, uh, and just to give you guys notice, I'm, I'm on low power mode, so I might go at any point, but I, I, I want to – I want to let you know if I'm not leaving, I'm not doing it on purpose. But um, Lane Johnson gotten a little dust up. It was Jalen Phillips was involved. Um, 
kind of uh, pushing and shoving. No, no massive fights, but the Miami offense and the Eagles defense, the Eagles defense wasn't near enough receivers to get chippy. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> so, John, th- this would set off every alarm in Eagles fans' head to, with the, they're too conservative uh, on defense, right? It'd be one of those deals. Yeah, but, I mean, part of it is Bradbury's not out there. Then you lose Slay later, so you can yeah. imagine, and, and that affects it. You're going to play more zone and that type of thing. But And remember, to be fair, there are few Tyreek Hills. So That's right. When, when you're playing against Tyreek Hill and you're just letting him run and not doing anything, I mean, he's just going to run by you. That's right. just the way it's going to be. See, John, here's here's what I said. You know, Tyreek Hill has put a lot of people on it on his highlight reel. When you have an opportunity to work against the Tyreek Hill, whether you get embarrassed or not, that's a great educational tool in yeah. terms of oh, trying yeah. to defend against this man, trying to anticipate his cuts. He's the best tracker, I still say, in the game today of tracking the ball. Um, yeah. Some of the best hands in the games. You can't contain him one-on-one. I've seen him, teams try to triple-team him. You cannot stop a Tyreek Hill. But it's a great learning tool to go back, look at your technique, how Absolutely. you turn your hips, you know, how you try to bump a guy like him off the line of scrimmage because you're not going to face – There's no. There's, you're not going to face a Tyreek Hill every week. So it's a, it's a tool to enhance what you your deficiencies you need to work on. Yeah, you're right. And that's what practice is. It's about work. It's not about winning practice. So – if Marcus Epps kind of feels his way and says, oh, that's what it's like to, to play against somebody like Tyreek Hill versus somebody else. Well, you're right, D-Gun. I mean, I I don't think there's a better tracker of the football since no. Randy Moss. Usually, usually fast guys can't track the football. Exactly. Absolutely, yeah. Exactly. He, he tracks the football, and he can run by everybody. So he's such a dangerous weapon. Um and, yeah, I, the Eagles had trouble with him, but so does everybody, basically. Did Tua have a good day, or, or who, was, who was the quarterback? Well, you know, he had a good day because he was thrown at the Tyreek, but you still see that, you know, that lack of accuracy. Like, sometimes he'll hit an open receiver, but it won't be that perfect placement, so the receiver has to reach back or something of that nature. Uh, see, I knew They say it again, John, because I've said yeah. – Bridgewater's going to take over this team before it's all said and done. I'm well, telling you. I don't you. know about that because I, I'm telling I you, they're they're really talented, Miami. They they have a lot of talent. It's very similar to what the Eagles have. They have a great supporting cast around Tua, yep. and they're kind of don't know if Tua can take that next step. That's kind of what we feel in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. Right. It's almost the exact same thing. Um, but same thing with A.J. Brown here, different type of presence. But that presence of Tyreek Hill is going to help uh, Tua so much. It's going to really I, – I don't think he's in danger of losing his job to Teddy Bridgewater. Well, hey, uh, let me ask you this. Did Was the focus – was the main focus on, 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 on the offensive side of the ball, was the main focus on running the ball or passing the ball? What was their focus this week? You know, well, today, right? Well, for the Dolphins, it was it, it was passing the ball and taking advantage of that sort of quarters coverage the Eagles like like to run. Um, the Eagles, you know, they were uh, they had trouble running the ball without Miles Sanders. They probably got uh, Jalen had some nice throws to Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Uh, Devontae 
uh, drew a nice defensive pass interference when he came back to an underthrown ball. So that's what I talk about when, you know, when quarterbacks don't hit receivers, but the receiver can still help out the quarterback. So Devontae Smith did that for Jalen Hurts. I thought the offense, the Eagles offense was better than their defense, but Miami got the best of them today. That's what I was going to ask you, John. How did the how did Jalen look? How did did anybody stand out offensively for the Birds? Who who was a, a positive coming out of this today? Um, I I would say that uh, not that it's a surprise, but AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, as far as the running game, it's always tough to tell in this environment. But I didn't see the Eagles standing out when trying to run the football. That's why I think it's really important to get Miles Sanders back. Um, you know, the offensive line, is, you, you kind of know what you have in the Eagles offense. You really do. Uh, I'm, you know, to me, the only question is Jalen Hurts and where is he going to take that next step? That supporting cast is in place, and I'm not, I'm not really concerned about it. I'm starting to get concerned a little bit about the Eagles secondary, especially the depth of the Eagles secondary. Mm. Uh, uh, offensively, the offensive line, you know, who, you know, who stood out for us that, you know, especially like in one-on-ones and stuff. I didn't see the one-on-ones because I was watching the, the wide receiver one-on-ones uh, with the Eagles defensive backs. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where Tyreek Hill first hurt Darius Leigh. Um, so there was a lot of, uh, but you know, those are designed for the offense to win. Yeah. I just explained that. Yeah. yeah um, the- and the offense won one of them. And, and, and those, those pass rush drills, you know, you, you know, um, Barrett, they're designed for the pass rusher to win. It's yep, much yep. more difficult for the offensive lineman. So look, the one thing I never worry about is the Eagles offensive line. Landon Dickerson went in the injury tent though. Um, so that's something that we'll keep an eye on a little bit tomorrow. It didn't look serious, but Sue Opeta came in. So that's just a, a little note to He struggled a little bit, though. Yeah, well, I mean, look, again, I, I, I don't have a problem with the Eagles' offensive line. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're going to win every battle. That doesn't mean they're going to win every one-on-one. But you see, this is an offensive line deficient league. You you saw the second the Eagles second team offensive line against Cleveland dominate. I mean, they have a good offensive line. I'm not yep. I'm not concerned with yep. that. Hey John, what did the Eagles coaches, whoever whoever the coaches were that spoke today, what did they have to say about today's joint session? Um, Jonathan Gannon spoke today, Shane Steichen <clears throat> spoke today, and I wish I could tell you what they said, but I wow. was in the Uber ride from hell uh, who took <laughs> me to the old Dolphins training facility. No, oh, oh man. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, man. So, all right, John. Last one for me. How much of a factor, just to kind of swing it back full circle here, was the was the weather? You think for an Eagles team that hasn't been practicing quite in this kind of heat, maybe shorter practices, Miami used to it. How much of an advantage is that? Oh, it was a huge advantage for the Dolphins. I mean, that's all the Eagles talk about. Everybody who did talk talked about the heat first thing out of their mouth. Even Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis, who are from Georgia, used to it. Um, even the guys used to playing in heat, they were like, ooh, this is hot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All okay. right, John. Well, listen, okay. man, I, we know you're kind, you're kind of dying there battery-wise, and yeah, you're like a uh, 
you're like a hot dog on the uh, on the on the Wawa yeah. baster there, getting you know, just kind of get, get done. So we want to get yeah, you man. out of there before you have any issues. Appreciate you, bro. Go to, you go to South God. Beach and cool off. Exactly. All right. Appreciate Thank you, John. All right, take care. It's John McMullen. and check out all John's uh, work, JacobSports.com. Of course, Birds three sixty five every every morning, uh, weekday morning, eight to ten with Jody McDonald. So, all right, now you heard from John. We feel the same, different, better, worse. About how I I'm I'm okay. I like I don't think this is the the end of the world. And and like I've been saying the whole show, I think it's okay to to lose some of these now and give you a little bit of a wake up call. Where are you well, guys? Well, yeah, I, I, this is exactly what you. Sometimes you need to, to get your, your, you know, your your butt whooped a little bit so you get out. You know, you're, you're not as high on the hog as you used to be. You know, you don't walk around with your chest out. You know, it brings you down to reality. You know, and it's done in a in a in a controlled environment. It's in practice as opposed to games when games start counting, and that's the biggest thing. Now they see what they need to work on. Now they see they're vulnerable in certain positions. They see the depth that they have in certain positions. Things are starting to unfold for this coaching staff, and now they can start coaching accordingly. They know now that, you know, as far as their secondary, yes, we have a deep secondary. We have a good secondary, but we're not as deep um, as we, you know, we, we frankly should be. Right. You know, we, we should be a lot deeper than that, you know, with, the, with all the guys we have there. And this is along the lines of this 53-man roster we've been talking about for the past two or three days. Can you afford to keep an extra receiver – when you see Slay go down today, and how do you adjust to that? You know, who's going to come in? They said Zach McPherson came in. So, you know, between Josh Job and Zach, McPher- Zach McPherson, mm-hmm. as far as being that backup quarterback for on the outside, whoever comes in, mm-hmm. Josiah Scott is the guy that they're going to bring in in the middle. And then, you know, the safety position, you know, who's going to play opposite of Epps? You know, we still don't right. know. Is it part, you know, is it, uh, was it Obama, whoever his name is? Th- that's yeah. where you could see a trade. You know. You, you know, we keep focusing on running back and, and some other spots. That yes, gets yes. get a depth corner in here. Yes, yes, yes. That's a corner's gonna be worth their salt right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean he hard to find. He has potential. Job has potential, but potential potential means nothing unless it comes through the floor. Yeah, it means you haven't done it. Yes, yeah, exactly. But that's what I've been saying all summer. I say, you know, you, we we drool over the prospects of what they have in terms of starters, but there is a significant drop off in terms of those who are backing them up because of a lack of experience playing at this level. Now, a lot of teams are going through exactly what the Eagles have. Yes, frontline guys, significant drop off. There are very few teams that have three solid corners, four solid corners. You have to develop these young guys, but if a Slay goes down or Bradbury goes down, you're going to pay a price against a better team that is going to expose that element of your defense. Whatever, whatever it is, whether it's linebacker, whether it's cornerback, whether it's the safety, you know. So that's why I've said, and I'll say it again: Howie never sleeps. That man's looking at this. He's talking to the coaches every day. He's got his scouts. <laughs> he's got his scouts on the phone twenty four seven. Yep. Okay, what are you seeing out there? Who's a possibility we could bring, bring in at a bargain basement price because we don't have unlimited resources in the salary cap? Who could come in and help us right now? Not a guy with the potential, but a guy who's been around the block a few times. Yep. He may not be a frontline guy, but he's serviceable until we can get one of our frontline guys back if they go down. You know, yeah. And that, that's what Howie's doing. Howie's always doing this. That man but, never know, sleeps. But this, you know, it just shows the – Shows what this guy has to go through every year during this time. You know what I'm saying? Howie Roseman, man. I mean, that's why he might have looked like he was a young guy four or five years ago. Bruh, 
He's well, gonna turn older and older, man. Now you see this great. If I was if I had his job, all this would be great. Yeah, well, all this will be great. Don't talk you to me about gray. All right. right. So, number one. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 it's a 24 seven job. There is never any downtime. No I don't care sleep, what nope. month it is. And especially now, man, especially now. Yeah. Well, he still has a job. It makes, it makes life exciting for us, though, man. We, I can talk about this all day. Me I too. want to sit back and talk to John for about another 30, 40 minutes because the little things, you know, I mean, he wasn't able to go down it, but I want to talk about the one on ones besides. You know, the two guys that we know are going to play, um, they're, or play at a high level. We know for a fact that Smitty and Brown are going to play at a high level. I want to know who stepped up to the plate, you know, also. You know, did Quez go out there? Does he have something to prove? You know, I mean, we know what we're going to get from Pascal. Right. You know, did did what about the Jalen Rager? John Hightower. Exactly. You know, the Rager, did they yeah. step up? I want to know that. That's what I want to know. That's why I love the fact when I can watch practice. You know, but I got to be here. I got to be. Well, here. I think to, uh, the other thing when you, when you look at this and, and where they are, right? I mean, this is when, when you're having these joint practices, you're having them for a reason. Uh, yes. And you're, you know, that that this is all I think part of the the bigger picture. And that you they'll tell you last year. I mean, how much they got out of these and how much they helped them as they're as they're going forward here. And I think that they're in a position right now where. Things have been pretty smooth thus far. And now, okay, a little bumpy in the road today, whatever. And you also have another practice tomorrow, keep in mind. They're right back at it. So I think they'll yep. be a little bit more acclimated to the weather, to everything else that's going on. But, yeah, I mean, they're, you're, I would highly doubt you're going to see Slay, especially if there was any kind of tweak. He, he's There's no way you're messing around with that. No, the other no. thing is, Barrett, I, I, I just watched the video of Tyreek beating him the first time he kind of comes up lame a little bit. It's a one-on-one drill, which – 70 correct me if i'm wrong 75 percent of the time a receiver should win correct against well, the feedback I, I told you that you know what i'm saying like that's why i need to know what in what capacity were they practicing what set you know what segment of practice was it because i'm telling you it's geared towards football even football today is geared towards the offense winning as opposed to the defense that's why all the rule changes help the offense everybody right. wants to see touchdowns and all that type of stuff Nobody wants to see the boring football of mm-hmm. defense like I do. I love the, I yeah. love the trenches. And, yeah, you yeah. like to see what the what the guards doing. Yeah. Where a lot of people are looking at that kind you know, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, checks about who you know what what coverage they're running. You know what are they trying to do to stop this? Are they blitzing? You know what 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 are they looking at? You know that's why I love calling college football games because I see stuff and I I can break stuff down so quick, man. Just like for instance, you know everybody's talking about the first play last week, the first play of the Browns um, Browns game when Scott was able to get around the corner and everybody's talking about, um, you know, the starting center, you know, Cam Jerkins, I'm looking at the play and I'm like, oh man, well, all right, they're going to stretch play. It's a stretch play. So we're blocked down. They're pulling around. They pull the center around. He's did, he really didn't have to pull around. Yeah. But that's just the way they, um, it's just the way that Kelsey the play. has ran the play. Kelsey's yeah. ran the play for so long. He actually has the Mike linebacker. He could have went up because the Mike linebacker was backside. He could have just went up and got the Mike linebacker on the other side. Um, that was on the backside. He'd have got him easily, but he chose to pull around. Right. And when he pulled around, the Mike linebacker had such a bad read that he was able to, you know, he was so slow in getting there that he didn't get there fast enough. That's why Cam Jerkins was able to get up on the safety. That wasn't his guy, actually. Yeah. That's the free hitter right there. Mm-hmm. But he was able to get up there and get the free hitter. Which is a really smart play for a young dude. Right? Absolutely. Because I'm not going to lie. Me, I'd have turned around and got my guy. 
just, <laughs> just to cover your cover your rear end. Exactly. Yeah. I don't wait for him to come. Yep. But that's the difference between me and this young guy understanding. All right, I don't see my guy. He's he's taking too long to get here. Let me go to the third level, not second, but third level to have a third level block. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he'd have got there just a minute, I mean, a, a second before, he'd have probably hit him, and Boston Scott would have scored. You know what I'm saying? He was able to, you know, he when he pushes him down and finishes the block, he kind of pushed him down, and he, you know, and, and Scott ran out of bounds. Yeah. But if he'd have got there a second earlier, not I mean, not picking it with him anything because that was just a great play. Period. Right. He might have scored on that. So that's just like that's just crazy how these guys are thinking from an offensive coaching right. standpoint. Yeah, we're having the best, best, um, the best uh, coach in the league as far as offensive linemen. Yeah. Look. All right. There's not a play, there's not a player or a team in the NFL that does not eat a little humble pie every now and then. And that's good for the overall makeup of where you want to be individually and collectively. And you sit back, you absorb it, you 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 digest it, you look at what you did wrong, and if it doesn't make you a better player, a, a better collection of, of people together. You're in the wrong profession. Amen. Because because even the greatest players are always working on something to get better every day. Mm-hmm. I don't care how long you've been in any league, you're working on getting better every day. And if you're not, you basically you're basically just taking up space to you're somebody else who's hungry. You're getting yep. worse, yep. and you're taking up space to somebody behind you who's on the outdoor looking in, is hungry and wants to get in mm-hmm. to, to get their shot at glory. All right, a little later, we're going to ask the question, are the Eagles Super Bowl contenders? We will dive into that. A great piece from Joe Santaliquito on jacobsports.com. We will dive into that coming up. We'll do our NFL segment where we'll jump around. A bunch of good NFL stories, and and then we will get into week 13 of the NFL as well. Uh, But we come back. Tom McCarthy, who called the game last night. Phillies come back, win over the Reds, called the game from left field, in fact. He is going to join us when we return. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Pro Action Restoration for a minute. May not be familiar with them, right? But if you have a home, you have a business, you have a property that experienced, that has experienced water, fire, smoke, mold damage, any of the above, or even things you're not really sure about. Like you just want, you're, you're saying, I don't know if I can clean this up. Well, guess what? They're the people that you call. They will take care of it. They will clean it up at a reasonable price, and they are the best in the business. The beauty is they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I've gone through it. I had water damage in my parents' house. They got right out there. They cleaned it up. The crew was unbelievable. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. ProAction Restoration has been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, and they will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Again, it could be any of the above, water, fire, smoke mold remediation, something you're not really sure about, call them, find out, find out if they can help. Odds are they can. 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com, ProActionRestoration.com.
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6ABC.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Back with you on this hump day. Welcome in, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we are Sports State, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Barrett, Rob, with you each and every day, 12 to 3 Eastern. Also, uh, tell everybody, check out our content, jacobsports.com and Jacob Sports YouTube Network. You can catch all the interviews that we did. We podcast them all. You can link up to the shows that way. And there's unbelievable football content on there. A little later, we'll get into a story from Joe Santa Laquito, whether the Eagles are Super Bowl contenders. I haven't forgotten about playing with extraordinary players either, Barrett. We will do that on the heels of Bryce Harper hitting two last night. So he hit two home runs and he walked twice in his debut coming back uh, for, uh, it, for uh, up in Lehigh Valley. For the, uh, how about that if you went to that game? I know they sold out last night. We'll have Tom McCarthy join us in a minute. But how cool is that, man, if you're out at that game and Harper goes yard twice? Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, his first bat, he steps up to the plate. Man, he should have he should have hit him with a babe. Right there. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, yeah. I love funny. the stream, man. The stream is so funny, man. You know, Jeremiah Butler, bro. We invested too much, including <laughs> headache into Rager. It's time for him to go torment another fan base. Yes, go torment somebody else. You know, like that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it's. Uh, I get it. You know, if people just need a, a, a change of scene, a, that's for sure. It's uh, going to be a holiday once Raiders off this team. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, until he tears it up wherever else he goes. 
Oh, right, 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 right. He'd be the spur in our back. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I had to leave also. You know, I left and went and played in other places, collected many a check from many other owners. So it worked out. It worked out for you, Barrett. You end up winning a Super Bowl. Um, that's for sure. Um, so a couple a couple little odds and ends before we get to the uh to the Phillies. Uh Eagles back at it tomorrow. Then they'll have a uh, in Miami. They'll have kind of an off day, sort of a walkthrough, and then they're back at it uh, playing the game itself thir- uh, Saturday night. Then that's it until the regular season starts September 11th. So that's the just a little housekeeping, the way that's going to work uh, going into next week. Uh, so that's it from an Eagles standpoint. And, and I mentioned the Phillies won last night over the Reds. They had to come back in the game, guys, if you didn't get a chance to see it. It was a, it was a pretty crazy game. So they got down early. They were down 3 nothing. Mm-hmm. Um and then they were down 6-5, and they got some really clutch hitting from the youngsters. The youngsters. I mean, Nick Maton has the game winner. Bryson Stott yep. almost goes yard to make it a game winner before that. Uh, you know, Alec Bohm continues his clutch play for them. That's a positive. And all three of those guys are out of the farm system, too. That is definitely a positive for the Phillies, for sure. Well, they basically, they've been doing it periodically all summer since, since Harper has gone down. These young guys have stepped up, you know. It may not have been as consistent as Bohm has been as of late, but it's 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 always somebody different. We're talking on the back end of this lineup now that finds a way to step up and help this team, and, and that's all you need. That's all you need, and, and these experiences are going to pay dividends in late September and October for this club, I'm telling you, uh, because they've been in these big game moments. You, know, you, look, win. you look at the way that game unfolded Sunday uh, against the Mets, back and forth, back and forth, guys making hits. You know, look at look at the way the game unfolded last night. Once the Phillies retook the lead, I thought the game was over. Right. My my concern now is this pitching staff because Cincinnati is not one of the more promising hitting teams in the National League. Dude, they were tattooing some pitches to the gaps. Yeah, and that's a concern because the guys that we were raving about that were mowing people down on the back end of this defense defense the last past week or so. Um, been a little shaky. Now, I understand it's because there's been such disruption in the rotation with Knabel gone. You know, um, uh, who else is who else has been there? There's been several pitchers that have been hurt. Well, Sir Anthony's down. Sir Anthony's uh, down. Knabel's gone. And yep. they, they, they they didn't have some guys available. Like, uh, yep. you know, uh, Robertson the other day wasn't available because he pitched two straight days and one of them was two innings. You know, and that's a big part of this thing. It's so, no question. But I don't, I, I'm hoping I'm not seeing arm weariness right now. Um, uh, until they can get this thing stabilized because I was shocked at how St. Louis, man, they came out. I mean, they were tattooing some pitches, dude. And I'm not accustomed to seeing that team do a lot. Yeah, they're not a great team, Cincinnati. We've we've come too spoiled, man. Come on, man. We're talking about the last two and a half months we've had great pitching. Yes. Now now a little bit, man. Now a little bit. You know, you can't can't waver from it. I I, I look at this whole situation as, um, you know, once our heavy hitter comes back, once, you know, El Capitan comes back, you know, things are going to fall into place where they're supposed to be at. Um, you know, I I just have too much vet, I have too much vested in them at this point, understanding that there are going to be guys that are going to go down. This is the nature of the beast. This is, you know, the last half of the season. This is the last push. Mm-hmm. They got a favorable schedule. I don't care about anything but getting in. Because once you get in, that's when things take over. Right. I think they've learned how to win now. They'll be good, bro. They'll be good, you know. Yeah, but my Barrett, my, my concern is, okay, you can do it against these weaker sisters in the National League. When you step up and start playing the heavyweights, I hope this – I'm just saying I hope this is not a sign um, because 
again, I can't emphasize it enough. Cincinnati is one of the weaker offensive teams in the National League, and all I'm hearing is pop, pop. Now, when you're talking about coming up against again against the likes of the Dodgers, Mets, Braves, you know, I, I hope I'm hoping. You're right. Pitching, just like hitting, has its high points and its low points. You have your low periods, no question about it. But you know, teams also go through arm fatigue, you know, yeah, and yeah. because and because this team has been so disrupted by injuries, you know, um, I hope this is I hope this is not a, an effect that we're starting to see uh, from this team until they get it stabilized. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look like this. I'm, I'm you know I'm just saying this to both of you guys. This is a hidden team. Yeah, it is in this period, no. I, 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 and that's you know, that's 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 all I'm wearing. I, I mean. The bullpen, I know it's gonna take his bumps and bruising. Our um, you know, our, our, our two starters, you know, Wheeler, um, you know, um, those guys will be okay, man. They'll be okay. Um, you know, Rangers gonna step back up. I just think that this is more so. All right, we're just gonna outscore you. You hit, you score five. We're gonna score six. And that's the only way I can look at it. That's the only yeah. way I can. That's the only way I can go go about being okay with it. You know, so without losing my mind, is we're gonna out hit team. No, I, look, and that's fair. I'll tell you the other the other hidden blessing here. You you never want to lose somebody like Bryce Harper. He's an MVP. He's, we know what he is. But they went thirty and twenty. They've gone thirty and twenty. Yep. Without him. Wow. And a lot of guys, you know how it is. You, when you get forced to have to grow up, sometimes you grow up yep. real quick. And I think that's one of the positive byproducts of not having Harper here. Is you've seen young dudes step up. Uh, Real Muto has really picked things up. A big time Castellanos has picked things up big time. Like you have had guys step up showing that this is a team and it's not just Bryce Harper hit us a three run home run bail us out. It's not that way anymore. You're much more of a complete team than you were. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Munoz, Stott, Veerling, Maton, all these guys, all these guys are getting experience that they may not have gotten had this team not been, you know, hit by the injury bug. And it bodes well. Anytime that, and we talked about this. The one player we did not want to see go back to the minors was Derek Hall, and unfortunately, because of the numbers game, Derek Hall is now back in the minors. But that's a good luxury to have, that you know that this guy's waiting in the wing, and he's had some big moments for you. If another player falls by the wayside, so you're right. This is a much more complete team offensively than a lot of teams that they're going to face. Yeah, and, and think about this, too. Uh, since Thompson took over, and I know they they have not had success against the Mets, okay, but since Thompson took over, they have the third-best record in Major League Baseball overall. Yep. And yep. and that's that's dominating everybody else but the Mets, basically, is what they've been doing. And guess what? You don't play the Mets again in the regular season. You know, nope. they're on pace to win 90 games. Yep. I mean, that, that that's, that's a damn what? good – yeah, they're on pace oh, to win yeah. 90 right now. Yeah. And, and you know, this is a team that last year won 82 games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, pretty good. You, you know what else was pretty good? Which I, I got to tell you, I, like literally laughing out loud uh, several times during the broadcast last night. So if, if you didn't see it, Tom McCarthy, John Cruck, Ruben Amaro Jr., and Ben Davis, they had all four of the guys broadcasting from left field. They've done it before in the past, but this was a, a bigger crew. They had all four guys out there. It was unbelievable. I, you know, you had the fanatic torturing them. You had Tyrese Maxey. You had, uh, forgive me, I, I, Tom will remember this. I, the, the guy was playing the accordion who was a kicker for Temple. Who oh, scored yeah. the first points for the Seahawks. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know my head was spinning. Let's bring him up right now, in fact, and, and get this. Tom, 
I didn't think you'd be breaking down accordion playing. I, I thought there was a lot going on last night, but that was there was a lot happening there, man. God bless you. You had a you were traffic copping a lot of stuff there, my man. Yeah, that was kind of a funny one. Just listening to um, uh, the accordion player. I mean, we uh, Don's been on Don's been on before. I mean, he's uh, he's been really <laughs> he's been really nice about it. Uh, I apologize, I'm late. I I can't figure out on my Google Chrome. <laughs> I had the microphone in the video. I don't know how it went unlive or. <laughs> so I'm on my hey, phone right now. Tom, so I... don't sweat it. You sound like don't all three bad. of us with our producers. Tom, don't, don't feel do bad, man. Thing, okay? my, my wife and my kids, every time I call one of them for emergency help, they just look at me like this. Yeah, I, I, I have my iPad open, my, my Mac open, and I have a, a Surface Pro open, and I couldn't get. I, so my phone, for some reason, allowed me to do it. Bro, let's just do it. I, I, I just call. I, I call our producer. I said, Xander, what is going on, man? Tell me what's going on. Bro, we started shows where the first five minutes, I have been on mute. I cannot get out of mute. I have to log back off. And we're and I've been on the show for like an, a, a year and a half before. And I'm, I'm standing. I'm like, what is going on? You know, or do this, well, do that. So don't don't worry about it, bro. And I'm the tech I'm the tech guy of the group. Like I'm the one that fixes everybody else's computer. But anyway, uh, but it was great last night. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that was uh, the Maxi thing. I don't know how they pulled that off. We had no idea he was coming on. And man, what a engaging fella he is. Gosh, he uh, he was awesome, Tom. And I didn't realize till you said it. Like he had just landed from wherever he was, and they yep. they escorted him right over to the to the yard. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, came in just – I mean, he, he's got other commitments the next couple of days, but he wasn't coming in until today, I think. And then he – you know, he came in just for that last night. I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, um, yeah, it was cool. We, I love when we do that. I mean, it, it's it's a whole lot of work for our production crew, there, and they're pretty yeah. amazing. Um, you know, they were they were there last night. We were trying to help them clean up, but they – you know, they were taking care of everything. So they put a lot of effort into it. It's pretty cool. It kind of gives us just a sense of the ballpark itself and – you know, it, it gives us a feeling of being part of the fan base that's been so great to us uh, and to the organization. You know, you forget sometimes. I mean, you know, we go out to games, but most of the time we're in a booth. And, you know, you get the feel, the sense, the smells, the energy. You get all that. Um, you know, it's a pretty good ego boost, too, because the fans are so excited to see you. Mm-hmm. You know, we're hey, like in a golden age ask. right now. Yeah. We're like in a golden age of sports right now. The Eagles are supposed to be good. Uh, the baseball team is good. You know, I was just talking to, you know, to Rob. He's saying they're on pace to win 90 games. You could have bought me with a wooden nickel at the beginning of the year if he told me they'd have done that. And then, you know, the Sixers have some promise. You know, this is what I went through. You know, we had breakfast on broad, the worst sports ever. <laughs> you know, was it, was it 18, 15, 16 around that it, area? It was a bad stretch. Oh, my God. It was oh a my bad God. stretch. Yeah. yeah. This this is uh, potentially a pretty good age. I mean, it really is. And, you know, I, I got to give, I mean, there's so much, so many people that I have to give credit for from an our organization standpoint about this turnaround. I mean, Rob Thompson being one and his coaching staff, I mean, they've turned this whole thing around and, you know, the players too. I mean, the patience they've, they've given to Bryson Stott, yes. I think it's going to be the most untelling uh, story, untold story in 2022, mm-hmm. because quite frankly, maybe it's necessity and some of it was people would have given up on him for at least another year after his start. I mean, he was hitting 115 at one point, um, <laughs> you know, and he's hitting over 300 since the all-star break. And, you know, there, there could be some consideration if Strider wasn't so good for Atlanta, he could be in the conversation. 
just the conversation. He's not gonna. He wouldn't win it. But the conversation for rookie of the year based on his second half. So yeah, we want to tar and feather him for a little bit there. Well, Tom, you could throw Bowman there too. He wanted to tar and feather himself. Honestly, he was disappointed. He was mad. Yeah, I mean, you could throw Bowman to that conversation after the three Mets game and everything that went down. The way that he's turned it around is is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, that that's uh, that's tough love right there. I mean, Bobby Dickerson and um, you know Kevin Long. You know, they gave him some tough love on that. I mean, Bobby doesn't mince any words, and he's a really good coach. I mean, coaches sometimes are are unheralded because it's about the players. Every time there's a mistake where a team struggles, we say, well, it's about the players. And it is about the players, but it's about their commitment and their willingness to improve and, you know, to accept criticism and to accept flaws and help, you know, to fix them. And that's what Bohm has done. He's been able to fix his flaws and, you know, he's, he's turning into a semblance of the player. I believe they mm-hmm. thought he was going to be. Tom, I don't think you can put a price on the experience the guys like Munoz, Veerling, Stott are getting right now to help yeah. this team to get to where they want to go down the stretch. That's an unexpected lush luxury. I don't know if many of us even foresaw this when the season began. No, I don't I don't think so, Dara. I mean, I, I think that when we began the year, Bohm just barely made the team. Yep. Stott made the team out of the out of spring training. Veerling, <laughs> you know, Veerling went up and down and you know, Derek Hall's also contributed. Yep. So, you know, if you're going to win a championship, it doesn't matter what team, you know, what sport it is. You need some homegrown guys. Like yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, Maxi and Embiid are homegrown guys. And then you bring Harden in, you know, for the Phillies. These guys, listen, they're not all-stars yet. They're not. But uh, they're evolving. And you need that because if you don't have it, you cannot. And, and I am – there's no way you can convince me differently. Um, even with the Dodgers' success, you cannot buy yourself a championship. You just mm-hmm. can't do it. Mm-hmm. You need those pieces in the uh, to the puzzle. Yeah, Tom, and and then the mix is you, what you're getting now. What you it's pretty been about two months now out of Real Muto and and slowly but surely Castellanos now. So you're some of your big boys who you really needed. Oh, we, we might have lost Tom for a second. We, we, oh, Tom, we got you. We got you back. Uh, uh, yeah, that, those, that, that, that's, that's okay. because I, that's because I had a phone call coming in. No, oh, I get you. You're you're all good. Uh, uh, yeah, swipe but, up, swipe yeah, up. There was there exactly. was a there was a mute button that I was supposed to press that I thought I pressed, but I didn't press it. Uh, we, we like the adventure of this. We don't know if you're going to answer, you're going to go away. It's all good. But uh, but Castellanos and uh, and JT. Yeah. So 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 Nick is. I I still think it's a work in progress, but I think he's this 13 game hitting streak and you know the success against his former team has helped. Um, that's the part that is you know that, that that's the part that's nice to see jt i don't know what happened because he looked tired mm. and then all of a sudden he wasn't tired but he's always been such an athletic guy and i think that's the big thing is that his athleticism helped get him to this level well you know looking at the you know this roster and you saying these homegrown guys you know but yeah you got you got you got hoskins and boom you know as you go forward i know i don't want to you know jump past this season but as you go forward, you know, how reluctant are they going to be able to keep those guys and, you know, still make the roster? You know, what are they looking at towards the future? You know I mean? You got – Good you know, question. Yeah. Stock coming up also. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I think they'd be crazy not to keep Reese Hoskins. I, I think, you know, people say, well, what about Derek Hall? He's there. And he is. What about moving Alec Baum to first? Well, you can do that. But here's the thing. You know what you're getting from Reese. Yep. You know, you're A – you're getting a you're getting a good player. 
you're getting an unbelievable person and presence in the clubhouse. And, and I'm telling you, the guy is as real a guy as you will ever, ever find. I mean, just an incredible person. But there are business decisions that you have to make from time to time. But to me, and he's still arbitration eligible for one more year. He's going to make a lot okay. of He's going to make a lot of money yeah. uh, <laughs> in this day and age. So you don't have to make a move yet, but mm-hmm. you know, they may have to make a business decision. My hope is, is that they don't, and they, they're able to just keep him and figure out a way. But I do know that there's options. So if they decide that Gene Segura is not going to be re-signed, Bryson can move to second, and they can sign a shortstop if they want to. Or they can keep Bryson at shortstop and find a second baseman. Um, so – there's ways that they can move around this, I think. Tom, where's your concern level bullpen-wise? We know Sir Anthony right now down, uh, but that, that could be good news. It wasn't as bad as maybe it, it could have been. Uh, can Abel done – you know, they, they've been so good. That's another area yeah. that you talk about a turnaround. But, but but where are you right now with, with the pen? I think it's a concern because Sir Anthony has been so good. Um, you know, their feeling is that he'll be back at the in the short term. Um, you know, I, I, he's, I think he's a little nervous just because of the arm surgery he had. And this is a little different, but, you know, we all know, you know, you guys know, Barrett, you know this. I mean, one kind of leads to the other. It's sort of like a trickle down. Yeah, tricep. Yeah, he's having an issue with the tricep. Yeah. 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 So I think there's a concern, but I, I, I'm not at the panic point yet because he's, he's on the injured list for another 10 days. So let's see what happens and if they can work some treatment to get him back and you know, that's the hope because he is a huge piece of this puzzle. He really is. They will find a way. If there is a way, they will definitely find a way. Yeah. I mean, and the strength of schedules in their favor. I mean, yes, playing a yes. lot of, they're playing a lot of these kind of teams and, you know, look what happened last night. I mean, the Reds had that game just as the Phillies had it previously, but they had that game and they had their guy in the bullpen. Yeah. Yep. And he just couldn't finish it off. I mean, it's, yeah, and he's got nasty stuff too. Diaz's brother is nasty. Oof. Yeah, he he doesn't have the same as his brother, but man, he right. looked exactly like him. As yeah, he did. Same motion. <laughs> oh my same god, motion, everything, the body, the whole thing. Tom, let me speaking of that. Like, do you, do you sense? And I know Rob Thompson said last night after the game, like uh, regarding uh, Mayton and Stott, sort of they they get this, this the low heart, the slow heartbeat, or whatever. You know, basically one of those deals. Mayton's got a little swag to him. You know, it's not yeah. that Stott doesn't. Stott's very confident, but Maton's got a little something-something. You, you get that vibe with him? Yeah, Maton is chatty, whereas Stott is reserved. Right. Um, Nick is chatty, uh, and he, he does – listen, he's worked hard yeah. to get to where he is. So, God bless him. Uh, but he definitely has a little swag to him. Uh, he likes to flip that hair, which, gosh, I wish I could do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know how you feel. They got good last yeah. night after he had the hit. Man. Uh, oh yeah, my I, God, I, I thought he was great with you guys. <laughs> he tells the story because you you're asking him, hey, what are you doing? You, you, yeah. You're out in the cage. And you're, all the right stuff. And he says, yeah, you know, I had to hustle back onto the on-deck circle because I had to, I had to take I a good the, pee. I, had a I was in the pee. bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey Tom, you know, when you're in the booth uh, normally, you're in a controlled environment. You know, yeah. you have like blinders on. <laughs> as, but, much, but with, as much as but, it can be controlled. Yeah, with yeah, truck next but, to you, but, I don't know but, about that. But, yeah. but when you're calling a game from that vantage point, 
Have you ever gotten distracted? I mean, you got the mascot messing with you. You got music music going on, fans waving at you, want to talk to you. You ever get distracted to a point where it messed up your flow and calling uh, the game? You get? I don't th- I don't feel like I messed up my flow. I do think so. So it's funny you say that, Derek, because I'm sitting there. The Maton <laughs> ball, where I'm sitting, I wasn't watching the monitor. I was watching the game, and I'm like, yeah. and I said, uh, fair ball. Well, of course it was fair. It was between the first and second baseman. But I couldn't see that left field. So, so that was the and, – and my call said all the way to South Philly. But in my mind, I said all the way to the streets of South Philly. And all I kept thinking is that um, – I can't remember. Somebody hit me from behind as I was calling it. Somebody hit me from the side, and I forgot the word. Not that I thought about it before, but as I'm calling it – as I'm calling it, uh, in my mind, I'm saying to the streets of South Philadelphia. Right, right. As it came out, it's like to South Philadelphia. And I'm like, well, you dummy, we're in South Philadelphia. <laughs> so you're not, the, you're not the only one, man. I, 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 imagine this. We're, in this we're, we're at the Super Bowl. It's me, and I'm sitting next to Seth. And there's this little guy. I mean, this guy had to have been about 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, and he's mouthing off at Seth while we're trying to – I'm like <laughs> – what is wrong with this guy? Does he really – is he really – and I'm looking at him like he's crazy. I'm actually looking down at him like he's crazy. And it's not like he was far. Like he was re- – he was within – like he could have grabbed – he could have scratched his head. Yeah. That's how close he was. I'm like, this dude is really – and Seth, I, I see Seth getting madder and madder. So do you ever had a point like that where you are uh, in nah, that position? No, nah, I've never – you know, so I had I had a game. I was doing a football game, and uh, I was in Chicago doing a Bears game. On Christmas Eve, like three or four years ago, it was before the pandemic. And with CBS, we have to do these hits before the game. So we're trying to be more creative. So we decided to put Steve Berline and Steve Tasker in the booth and me on the field for this hit. So it's kind of reversed. And I'm supposed to give this weather report because it's snowing like crazy. And I'm talking. And all of a sudden, I can see the snowplow for the field coming at me. And I'm like, (laughs) as as I'm talking, and I'm like, I'm like, this guy, in my mind, I'm like, he's going to move. I mean, he's not going to hit me. Well, he kept coming. And he's, and it's, you can see it's on, it's on the internet. He smothered me with snow. I mean, it was, and I just broke out. I just broke out laughing in the middle of this hit. And uh, it's actually one of my favorite hits ever because it was so funny. So, so that's the only time where I was, I, I could sense that. I never had it where somebody was to the point bothering me. I, I don't. Uh, I don't really get bothered by too. I really don't. I even that last night, as I said it, I'm. Uh, I walked away thinking. I'm like, what? What is going on? <laughs> well, I, Tom, the other part is not you necessarily, but Cruck even for Cruck was in rare form last night. I mean, it was almost oh, yeah. like a stream of conscious. I mean, it's at one weird. point he saw, "Hey, do you get bothered in your peripheral vision?" And, and then he, <laughs> then with with Lazinski on, he's talking about their hospital stays and like oh, yeah. it was, it was like off the charts stuff <laughs> last night. So somebody said somebody sent me an email the other day um, about Johnny, and he said, "You know these West Virginia stories, yada yada yada." And I said to the guy, "I said, hey, listen, this is probably an email you should send to John because I don't have." any idea before we come on what he's going to say so when you hear it I'm <laughs> I said so and, and it's a stream of consciousness and I'm telling you there are times where my cough button or my talk back I'm either laughing and ch- talking to Jeff Hallman our producer yeah. or I'm hitting cough because I'm like 
Oh my! Uh, it, it is a TV sitcom. I mean, Bob Euchre <laughs> did Mr. Belvedere. Can oh you yeah. Imagine. Oh my what, God. What hillbilly heaven would look like if uh, John Cruck was part of it? <laughs> oh my God. Wasn't wasn't Cruck at one point talking about adult diapers or something? He was talking. He he was talking about that. And he was talking about he and Bull both need surgeries, so they were going to share a hospital room. And then <laughs> what? Then Bull starts oh, yeah. talking about bedpans, and I'm like. <laughs> Bedpans. Yeah. Here's the here's the O2 pitch. Yeah, yeah. You you have to swing it back into that. It's like it's unbelievable. It is. And, Rob, and Rob speaking, does that every day with us. Well, yeah. Here's the other sitcom that needs to happen. Tyrese Maxey and Crook. That was a love fest. I mean, it was. He, I will tell you this. I mean, we're all we are all Sixers fans. Yeah. Um. He is like above and beyond because there's the bond that he has with his son and his daughter. Who are both, you know, his son goes to Nova, Villanova. His daughter's still in high school. She's a huge Philly fan, even though they live in Naples. Right. And they have this bond. And the Sixers are part of that bond, like mm-hmm. a big time bond. So at one point, I look back at Ben and I'm thinking, we got to let Ben ask a question here because because <laughs> <laughs> it was all Johnny and Tyrese. It was yeah. very funny. It was yeah. very funny. And then you had Ben singing in Spanish. I mean, it was a whole thing last night. <laughs> that, I, mean, I know. I do know he's bilingual. He is. He's he is yeah. unbelievably smart. He yeah. is unbelievably smart. And he he you know from playing, he never he didn't he had Spanish I guess at Malvern. I'm I'm not sure, but he learned it from playing because right. he felt like. As a rookie ball kid in the Pioneer League or wherever it was, he was one of only, you know, two guys from America. Everybody else was Spanish. Okay. So he mm-hmm. learned it to communicate with his pitchers. And he, he talks to our players all the time like it's his, it's his same language. But the fact that he started singing, I, I didn't know he did that. I mean, I didn't know he did that. It's, it was cool. He's, he's comical every time he comes. I love him. He's the best. No, as soon as he opens the door. Davis is the best. Yeah, he he's comes the, to the door. He's, the champs is here. He's the king of he's the king of dad jokes. He is really? the yeah. king yeah. of dad jokes. Yep, talking about supper. All right, Tom, well, Tom yeah. you guys got to do more games from the stands, man. I'm yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was fun, fun, man. That was you fun. Top. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say there's always that sort of the line that you try to keep down without making it, uh, you know, losing the the form of the game itself. Um, I'm really appreciative that we do this every year. I, I don't know where we're gonna be next year. I mean, you know. I loved having Schwarber on. I thought that was unbelievable. Um, that kind of access to me is really cool. So. Yeah. Last one, Tom. What's your What's your first uh, NFL game this year? Do you know? If uh, yeah, I am the I am the voice of the Indianapolis Colts on CBS for the first two weeks. So there you wow. go. I'm in Houston um, first week, which is kind of cool because Lovey Smith. Um, and then the second week, I'm in Jacksonville, which is kind of cool because of Doug and right. Frank, you know, back together again, basically going up against each other. So um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about seeing Matt Ryan, you know, Nick Foles, all those guys. And um, the Colts PR staff is a tremendous PR staff because they're a couple of the guys are from Philly. Mm. Uh, oh, OK. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's it's kind of cool. So that's my first two. And then after that, I, I probably won't have I've got. I, oh, I'm doing the bills on Monday night for radio because we're off. So I'm just zipping up to Buffalo for a day. Me and oh, Ross Tucker. Oh, you're you Ross? Ross Tucker. Okay. Oh, Ross Tucker. Nice. Great guy, too. Great guy, That's too. That's killer one, too, right there. Nice. Yeah. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, so that's where you know you're old. Because I did all four of his years at Princeton as their radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to bust my chops as an 18-year-old when he was there, just as he does now. Yeah. That is when you know you're old. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. And, hey, Tom, you're crushing it, man. And th- we appreciate guys. a couple minutes. Yeah, we know you got to get to the ballpark. And uh, we'll look for you tonight, 7 o'clock, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Great great job last night, man. So, yeah, yeah, appreciate that was, it, guys. That was awesome. Yeah. Appreciate All right, Tom, take care. See you, guys. Uh, he's the glue, it. man. He's the glue, man. Keeping that whole thing together. Yeah, he's like he's like you, man. You try to keep us together. You know, keep us going off. The he rails. does it a lot better than I do. Trust me. <laughs> it is not that is hard playing traffic cop to what he had going on last night. Dude, right. One point, the fanatics banging a tambourine in his ear, like exactly. popcorn on him. <laughs> you got you got fans waving at you. You got the mascot yeah. messing with you. Music going on. You yeah. got an interview guest there as well. I mean, man, that's that's a that's that's beyond a three ring circus. Yeah, bro, and he is Tom's masterful at it. It is not an easy thing to do. That's Absolutely, for sure. Man. All Absolutely. right, so we got a little surprise. Gunner, all Gunner's like the see. I'm not usually a big surprise guy, but right, Gunner right. gives good surprises all the time. All right, the time. you want everything to be straight and narrow. Yes, and, and he, he throws a curveball every once in a while. It's good curveballs, though. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So we have former Eagle defensive tackle Corey Simon is going to join us coming oh, okay. up in about ten minutes. Corey's yeah, one forty-five. Yep. Yeah, in a little bit. So we will talk to Corey. We'll take a walk down memory lane. Get his thoughts on Jordan Davis. You know everything that's going on presently. What he's up to these days. All those kind of th- that. That's that's going to be fun, man. So yeah. Corey's coming up. What, when plus, we get back, plus wait until you hear what he's doing now. And I'm still like. Dude, are you serious? It's <laughs> the same guy I knew back in the I'm day, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we will uh, we'll do that. Uh, and also, uh, we will get into Barrett playing with guys who are just on a different plane than everybody yeah. else. We'll do that as well. So don't go anywhere. Derek Barrett, I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about infrastructure and razor technology. IT infrastructure environments are more complex and heterogeneous than ever before. Consequently, teams struggle to respond to pressuring issues with the speed necessary to promote positive business results. And the data that powers predictive monitoring and automation is left unexploited. Razor technology addresses this challenge with a holistic approach that connects every part of an organization's technology assets, enabling proactive and secure IT operations without sacrificing the agility that drives innovation. Razor technology automates monitoring and management to bolster IT teams that are feeling stretched thin. And it improves auditing and reporting procedures so that actionable insights find their way to the leaders that need them most. Save time and money on your IT and cloud services and secure your organization with leading end-to-end infrastructure solutions by calling Razor Tech today at 866-797-3282. That's 866 877-3282, or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com.
plan your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand. And keep your family safe with action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com. And on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Uh, we'll be joined very shortly by former Eagles defensive tackle, defensive lineman extraordinaire, Corey Simon, who is up to really good things. I, I think we actually have Corey. I think he's ready to, to, to rock and roll. Is that right, Xander? We got Corey. All right, there he is, the one and only. There is the man himself. Yes, he played for the Eagles from 2000 to 2004. Corey, what's up, bro? Oh man, not so much, man. Well, heck, I, I, I'm lying. A lot's up, man, but uh, all good things. <laughs> Corey, it's good to see you, man. Um, I, let, let's start with this one. I, I know it was what five years, whatever it was, but give us your impressions, your time spent here in the city of Philadelphia, and what it was like to be an Eagle, man. Man, you know what? It is uh, that place will forever be a special place for me, man. I really enjoyed the city, the culture. Uh, the guys that that Andy surrounded me with, um, man, just great people. Uh, and then, of course, you know, spending a little time with D Gun over the years. And, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, unfortunately, you had to deal with that. But other than that, yeah, you know, it was it was a little bit of a nuisance. But you learn how to voice things. You know, that's just how it is. Dude, let's call let's call it like it is. You were a great football player, but you were a class clown off the field. People don't know this. 
This dude, you could hardly ever get straight answers out of him because he was always cracking jokes. And you stand there, what would you please just say something we could use on the show tonight, please? <laughs> he would hardly give you anything you could use on the listen, show. Listen, man, I, listen, that was that was part of the Andy, the Andy Reid uh training. You know, don't don't give the media <laughs> too much. So, you know, I, I just broke all of that up with 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 a, with a lot of jokes so that you didn't think I was just blowing you off. <laughs> you know, and that that's that's what that team was all about. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't there when you were there, you know, but just looking from the outside in, you know, I was I was uh in, in parts unknown. I was in actually Detroit and wasn't nothing going on there because Barry retired. So, you know, <laughs> but uh, you could you kind of tell those guys you guys really got along together, man. And that, that foundation of that team allowed them to go to a lot of championship games, man, because of you guys. Yeah, no, I mean it was that's what made it so special, right? It was, we enjoyed really being around each other. Right. You know, like, you know, our first meeting wouldn't be until, you know, eight, eight 30, but we'd be up at the complex at six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, back in the players lounge playing Halo. And then we tell our wives, you know, Hey, meeting ran late and we get home at six o'clock cause we've been hanging out, but we've been off since four 30. So <laughs> It, it was it was that type of environment, man, that just really made it special, um, you know, to just kind of be be around each other. Mm. Yeah, Corey, you were there. I mean, your years are when the team just really took off, man. I, I mean, Andy comes in in 99 and gets things turned around, but you started to really hit your stride 2000 and then, you know, up until your last year. I mean, that's rare in your in an NFL career in one city that you're you're good and really good every single year. Yeah, no, you know, it, it, I think the further out you get away from the game, you realize just how hard it is to win and be consistent. Yep. Um, and, and that's the part of it for us is, you know, and, and I came in under that. Right. So yep. it was like, you know, hey, making it to the playoffs and going to NFC championship games and and all of that was just what you did. Um, but you realize when you talk to some of those older veterans who had never been to the playoffs until they got to Philly, uh, and then you're like, oh, oh, it's not like this everywhere <laughs> Uh, and so that it was, it, man, it was so much fun, man. The, the, the fans, just the whole city was just always upbeat and, and, you know, it's hard to be upbeat in Philly, but, uh, we managed to, <laughs> we managed to keep them upbeat. You know, I didn't have my, my trash can kicked over quite as much. Uh, do you have, do you see any similarities in this team? Did you see right now constructed right now to, to your old teams? You know, it's hard because you, you, you know, you, you're not seeing behind the curtain. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you're only seeing what, you know, I see what the rest of the fan base and they probably see it more than I do. I just don't have as much time as I used to, to, to kind of engage, but um, you don't really get a chance to see behind the curtain, which is what made this special. Um, you know, that, that part for us, when we went out on the field, we were, we were on the same page because in the locker room, we were on the same page, you know what I mean? So um, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what kind of, you know, comes from all of this. Um, but, you know, I can definitely see, uh, you know, the maturity from a quarterback standpoint, which is what you need, right? You need that quarterback to be able to take those next steps. Uh, and then that defensive line is going to be a problem. And that's the part when I look at uh, look at this team, I'm like, OK, th- that's how that's how our teams were built. They were built up front. And, and that's seemingly what's happening now. And, yes, uh, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Yes. The yeah, offensive line yeah. and defensive line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. You know, they are really putting, you know, putting the money in the right places uh, when you talk about up front. And, uh, man, it, it's going to be something to see. I'm excited. Hey, hey Corey, what is, what is the unseen factor that makes a cohesive unit on a team? You have a bunch of guys who come from different 
walks of life, different programs, a lot of them all Americans, all conference. Now it's all about making my money, and I'm not going to let anybody get in the way of making my money. But there's always an unseen factor with the good teams. And every time when you played, when you had Hollis and you had Hugh and all these guys, when I walked in that locker room, there was never a time when I thought that these guys, there was any tension in that locker room. And, and to be honest, it was a bunch of guys who, who I hate to use the term, but for a better, lack of a better term, a bunch of class clowns. I, it was one of the most fun times I ever had covering pro football because you walk in the locker room, you guys will pick on media people, you pick on each other, and you're like, how can these dudes focus on playing football? You go out on the field, you handle your business, and it showed in the results in the one-loss standings. So what is that unseen it factor? Every guy understanding their role and willing to play that role, not trying to be somebody else. You know, Andy was a huge proponent of – Go out there and let your personality show. Be who you are and understand that role, right? I, I knew what my role was. You know, Hollis was the run stock. I was the guy that was going to get up the field and, and get after the quarterback. Mm -hmm. We knew what we had with Hugh. We knew Hugh was going to blow an assignment or two. And that's why Hollis <laughs> was <coming>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's why Hollis was on that side to make up for the fact that he was going to blow an assignment. And then we'd all get brain locked out there. And so Brandon Harden was out on, Brandon was on the team because he was the cow guy. And Brandon ensured that all of us knew our roles and responsibilities on every, every given snap. So, you know, it was, it was guys just knowing your role and be willing to play within the scheme uh, and, and not do anything outside of that, uh, which, which made it special, right? It, it, we were, we were good with that. And, uh, and, you know, that's why we won the games we won. How about specific to Jordan Davis? And I, I know you may not, you're not seeing him every day at practice or anything, but, you know, you're talking about a behemoth. You, you're a large man yourself, but this guy is is incredibly big. What's your sense, just maybe seeing him a little bit at Georgia, seeing him now, what what the future holds for him? Man, he is a people mover, right? Mm -hmm. We have we never had anybody that size. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, heck, when I played in Philly, I was like 295. That dude there is at least 100 pounds bigger than I was. I mean, he was, he was a massive, massive human being. Uh, and then at 6'8", I mean, you know, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, 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 you know, that's, that is unreal. And then be able to move the way he does. I mean, the guy ran, what, 4'8"? Four, 4'7". Four, eight, four, four, yeah, yeah. See, that's ridiculous. See, that, right. that is that is that's not real. No, right. that, is mutant. That, is, that is absolutely a mute. I know we talk about Doc being, you know, you know, being a mutant and, and with his whole, uh, you know, uh, X-Men persona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, this dude here is, is a whole nother beast. Um, and, and so, you know, I think for him, I think he's approaching it the right way, you know, getting a chance to see some of his interviews. Um, he's coming in as a pro and, uh, and he's willing to learn and, 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 and come under some veteran guys. And I think, you know, having those veteran guys uh, in the locker room and in his segment uh, will do him justice in the long run. Uh, and I think if he remains humble, um, continues to put in the work, uh, he'll, he'll have a, a heck of a career. How many games do you get to see, Eagles games annually, being down in Florida? Oh, man, it's maybe three, four, okay. maybe. And, you know, it's it's – I'm a I'm a I'm a busy guy right about now, Derek. So you know, it's, it's uh, I don't know if I'll get a chance to see that many. You know, I'll be lucky if I catch one this season. Uh, my days are pretty tied up. My evenings are pretty tied up. Uh, but uh, talk about it, man. Talk yeah, what, what do you have going on? Wait, 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 wait. Are you got uh, uh, Rob Barrett? Are you guys sitting down? 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right, Corey. I want you when he told me this last week, I said, What? <laughs> and so, so I want uh, you to tell him what you're doing now. Yeah, so I am in a I am in the middle of a hotly contested uh state senate race. Um, and so uh, I'm running for state senate here in in uh in, in Florida. Wow. It's, it's something it's something in the water that everybody from your time period <laughs> turned into politicians. What is what what John makes you go in that direction? Yeah, you know, for me, it's 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 been something that's been called upon my life. Even when I was in Philadelphia, I got a word from a from a pastor friend of mine that said I was supposed to do this. Um, you know, I always had a passion for people. I've always had a passion for service, um, and you know, it, it it's it's something that just kind of climbs on you. You you start to want to see something different, especially at just how contentious and and how um, you know politics has become lately. Uh, and, and I've always been told that, you know, be the change that you want to see. And, and so that's that's why I jumped into this. You know, I'm tired of the nasty, um, you know, personal tax and all of those things. I think folks want to see something different. And and uh, it was time for me to kind of step up and, and take that mantle on and, wow. and, and run with it, man. So um, I, I've been extremely blessed to, to be in some some great situations, not only my professional career as a player, but. Um, running a state agency here in, 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 in Florida. Um, I volunteer Florida as the CEO there. I was appointed by the governor uh, to do that and sat on several boards across the state. And, um, and this is just another, you know, just another step in that progression of, of really going out and, um, you know, focusing on the things that, that I've always learned and, and, and gleaned from my professional life. I, I tell people all the time, if, if, uh, if, our, if, the, if Washington, D.C. and what happens in those uh, those boardrooms operated more like a locker room. We get more done. Wow! Um, so, and, and and the great part of that is, and I'm sorry, Gun, to cut you off. No, go ahead. The, no, go ahead. Great part of that is when you walk into a locker room, you get guys that don't come from where you come from. They don't believe mm-hmm. the way you believe. They don't look the way you look. Um, but we can all come together because we understand the objective. And, mm-hmm. and so that's the part of this that I'm bringing into the political arena that um, we don't, you know, we. We don't come from the same place, but at the end of the day, uh, we have a community to serve, and and, and that's the function that uh, that I'm I'm looking to bring to uh, to the state senate here in Florida. So now that you're on the campaign trail, tell us what a day like is. What what correction? Tell me what every day is like for you from sunup to sundown. Yeah, no, it is it is uh, every day is is a little bit different, right? It, you know, some of it is because I have a huge. A uh, huge district. I have 13 counties, and and if you all spend any time in Florida, uh, those counties are are, are pretty vast. Um, you know, from one side of my district to the other is about a three and a half hour drive. Uh, and so, um, you know, I, I deal with state workers in 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 you know a town like Tallahassee that's a little bit more um, focused on on state worker issues. But then I also have a huge rural sector that agriculture is, is, is huge. And so um, it's sitting down in those different areas, uh, getting a better understanding of the challenges uh, that these families are seeing, uh, getting a chance to talk about some of those meat and potato issues, the things that are kitchen table issues, ways that I can put food on the table, gas in my car, pay for my medicine, all of these things that are challenging um, and then uh, sit back and listen. Right. It's, it's not a whole lot of talking. You know, God gave me two ears and one mouth. Uh, so I need to listen twice as much as I talk. And and so it's listening to these families and, and, and trying to find solutions um, that fit within the state's uh, the state's mandate 
to help these families. And, and that's what I do. I do a lot of listening. I sit in on a lot of meetings with a lot of experts in a lot of different fields, uh, trying to get a better understanding of, of ways that we can all work together. Some folks I'm going to sit down with, I'm going to agree with. Some folks I'm going to sit down with and I'm going to disagree with. But I think uh, everybody needs to have a place where they can at least have an ear to listen. Uh, and that's what I do a lot of. It is it's a lot of listening to folks and, and trying to find some common ground. I, I think for too long, uh, compromise has become a, wrong, a, a bad word. And we've got to get away from that and understand that um, oftentimes the answers are somewhere in the middle. Well, are, wow. were, you a, were you a player uh, rep during your period with, uh, you know, either Indianapolis or, or Pittsburgh, I mean, uh, in uh, Philly? I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, we had some strong representation there, and, and I walked into a very veteran-laden uh, locker room, and, and so uh, we had great representation. So, no, I didn't. I, I didn't step into those places. Well, you were very – you're very articulate, man, so you could definitely see the, the calling, man. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Corey, listen, man, great catching up with you. And uh, we wish you all the best, man. Good luck. Good luck no, with everything. And, and yeah, keep we, doing – You're not a dumb football player, man. That's what they think. Right, appreciate bro. you, bro. I love it, man. I love it, bro. Love it. Love it. I'm, still try, I'm still trying to take all this in. Corey Simon, politician. And he was able to do all of this despite being scarred by Derek Gunn. I mean, it's right. – let me tell you something. He gave as much as he took. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Don't let this man fool you. Now he, uh, that man gave. I was there. Sometimes I was sitting there on post game. So I'm trying to interview him and ask him a question related to the game. He cut cracked some joke. I'm like, and I'm like, dude, would you pay attention? Please, thirty seconds. Just thirty seconds. All I'm asking. And don't let Hollis walk and get in the conversation with me and him. Oh, when I had Hollis, then he walk out and they double team me. I'm like. This is like any football escapade I've ever had to be a part of. But I, I enjoyed every bit of it. Corey and Hollis, that could have been a show by itself, man. No, no, no. Man, Corey, we, Hollis, and Hugh. Yes. Oh, Hugh, that's – Oh, oh yes, yes. yes. That, we were the three musketeers. There's no question about it. <laughs> and there was more than that. I mean, gosh, it, it was so much fun, right? And the game was supposed to be yeah. fun, right? Yeah. We, were playing a, we were playing a kid's game. And, and, you know, and, and of course, winning was a part of it. And, and, and because we won so much, things were a lot, a lot more fun. Right, Barry? You yeah. said you, right. you, were over, you were over in Detroit. You were having a whole lot of fun. <laughs> no, no, no. Going <laughs> to work was like, you know, you know what I'm saying, punching the clock, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You couldn't wait to get up out of there. It's like, all right, when right, the season right. over with, man, let me get right. my flight back home. Yeah, but no, we, we, just, we just really, we, we embraced it. I appreciate Andy, that staff, Modrak, when he was there, of, of yep. allowing us to just be us, right? They weren't trying to, to pigeonhole us into being just this buttoned up, you're, you're a football player. It was, it was about a, uh, just, you know, allowing your, your personality to shine. Now, now, how many times how many times did you get called in Andy's office? Because I know some players that used to get called in. Look, can you please not say this? Or do, please do not do this. I don't mind you being, you know, having a personality, but can you please hone it in just a little bit? No, I man. Mean, I, you know, I never, I never got that because Andy saw the interviews the same way you were conducting them. He realized I wasn't giving y'all nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Andy was like name ranking serial number. You took it the other way, just kind of laughing and joking, but you never really gave any any real, uh, you know, insight. Didn't let anybody behind the curtain. I guess. No, Gunn realized at the end of the day, he's like, man, you know what? We, that was a great interview, but I can't play any of that because none of that. <laughs> but you know what? He loved it because he would come back the next week and do the same thing. That's right. exactly right. It's exactly right. People uh, ate that stuff up, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. You know, it's, 
and, and I think in this day and age, folks needed, they needed that, right? I think we were right. a little ahead right. of our time from that standpoint because yeah. you've yeah. got a chance to see the personality as a, of, yeah. of the players, right? Because yeah. football, you know, we put that helmet on and people just think we're just robots, right? We're just right. going yeah, out right. there and we right. do our job. Uh, and so we're not like basketball. We're not like baseball. We, you know, we, we have on a full uniform where folks can't get a chance to see us until right. that camera comes on and, and we're off, you know, off the field. Uh, and so it was important for us to just go out there. And, and I think that's why we are, we've been endeared, you know, not only just the fact that we won so many games, but I think even when I come back to Philly now, folks can appreciate the work that we did because they got a chance yeah. to see a little bit about who we were as people yep. uh, and not just players. You're right, yep. man. Cause uh, it wasn't like that. When I, when I, I got drafted in 95 and I stayed there from 95 to 98 and, it wasn't like it was a blue collar town, man. When I was there, man, you just go out there, played, and and, and, and you know took your lunch pail home, man. It wasn't. The, and I was an offensive lineman, so anytime you heard an offensive lineman name, he was just holding, jumping off sides, or doing something he yeah. was stupid he wasn't supposed to do. So yeah. you know, I, I didn't have that privilege of, of of having my name called unless I was doing something wrong, man. But yeah, man, it was great, man. It was great, you know, talking yeah. to you again, man. Yeah, brother, sure thank you, man. Cool, man. Corey, Thank you take so care, much. man. All the best. Good I luck with everything. Appreciate having me, man. It's been a lot of fun. All right, yeah, man, take, take care. care. <laughs> you got it. That's guy. That's Corey. He, he, yeah, he was part of a really special group, man. It's oh, a no shame question. that team didn't win a, a Super Bowl, but they were right. special. Right. Well, you can you can use the word special in a lot of ways, which I won't at <laughs> this particular time. I'm telling you, dude, it, it's it just fascinates fascinates me for all the football that I've covered. Right. That you had, you know, normally you may get one or two loose cannons on the team. This was a locker room full of characters. And yeah. you're thinking, how in the world did they win so many games, man? Because if you saw what we saw in the locker room, and if you knew what I knew about the, a lot of these guys away from the field in the terms of their personalities, you're thinking, they're not taking this serious, man. But when they strapped it up for oh, a yeah. game, man, you talking about straight-out ballers? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's I why, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, there, there's, let me put it like this. There were, there, they were a locker room full of Barrett Brooks. Right, okay. right. A locker room they were. Full of you're right. Brooks. I hear Derek. That's the right best on. way I can put it. Good, good description. Um, yep. And Barrett is who he is today. And and like Corey said, a lot of those players that come back today are still embraced by this city because when they hit this town now, the Hugh Douglases, the the Corey Simons, uh, Chad Lewis's, they stop and talk to everybody. They, there's no distancing themselves from people. They are people who had the ble- the fortune to play a, a, a gladiator game at the highest level, but they're still one of the people. If 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 Barrett was my height, he wouldn't probably get as recognized as, as he normally does. But because he's a big guy, people want to know, okay, that's Barrett Brooks. Barrett Brooks will stop and talk to any and everybody you can think of to the point you want to punch him in the back of his head. Barrett, we got to go. Barrett, we, we, we need to go. We, we're at the Super Bowl, covering the Super Bowl, man. He said, Barrett, I'm about to leave you, man. I'm about to leave you, man. Bye, I'm gone. I'm gone. And he come over and yank my mouth. All right, man, here I come. Here I'm I go. Out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> oh, you know. my God. That's awesome. All right, let's come back. Let's let's swing it back to the NFL. Uh, we'll, we'll continue to talk about the Eagles open practice against Miami. We'll also dive into what's going on with the Patriots offense, whether Pete Carroll's made a decision at quarterback, uh, Derek Carr, whether he's bothered or not about the Tom Brady stuff, a retirement of note, uh, and a bunch of other stuff that we're going to dive into, teams that could potentially be busts, and we'll go into week 13 as well. Again, we'll keep rolling with the Eagle stuff. At 2.30 is where we're going to get into playing with extraordinary athletes uh, in the in the open talk. So we've got a lot more in store for you. 
Don't move. We got you. This is the place to be. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, Rob. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you, you face. Now, here's the question. Do you have any type of tree issues in your yard or your property? If you do, or if you're not sure, we are just one quick phone call away. Experts are trimming all types of trees. They service uh, southeastern PA, South Jersey, northern Delaware as well. Flynn Tree Services specializes in full tree removal, stump grinding as well, and tree pruning. All of the above. Keep in mind, we're in that time of year now with storms and hurricane season. Now is a great time to have your trees assessed, evaluated. If you're looking at them, they look a little bit older, some branches coming down, etc., you want to get that taken care of before you get some nasty wind gust or storm. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call today. 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848. Or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
hour number three, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, man, what a show so far. We've had John McMullen from Miami for the Eagles at the Eagles Open practice. We've had Tom McCarthy, who called the Phillies game last night, comeback win. And we just had Corey Simon, former Eagle, on right now. Uh, amazing, amazing. We just keep rolling it out. Let's hit the like button, folks. We appreciate you. That's for sure. All right, guys, let's get back to the uh, to the football here. So just for people who are just tuning in, maybe didn't get a chance to see it, uh, you know, by all accounts, uh, it, you know, in the open practice today, and, and all of this subjective, obviously, but uh, it seemed that Miami had the better of the Eagles today on really both sides of the ball. A uh, little injury doesn't appear to be anything major, just a tweak, but Darius Slay appeared to tweak something in his leg. Uh, they He initially came out, went back in, and then came out again. Uh, we had John McMullen on a little bit earlier. He said he wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Darius Slay tomorrow. I hear that 100%. Uh, weather potentially a factor here, um, you know, it, with, with the Miami heat uh, that they were dealing with down there. And, you know, maybe it was just a case of guess what? They got the better of them today, uh, did Miami. So that, that I think that's the face. biggest thing right there. Sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear, you know, sometimes you get the bear, the bear gets you. You yeah. know, what I mean, it's just, you're not going to win every single battle, you know, and you need to get, you know, tatted it up a little bit before you know before you go into the season you just to know that all right we got to keep working you got it'll refocus you you know going you know going into tomorrow they'll probably have a little bit better success than they had today Mm -hmm. but you know this is how you get better this is exactly how you get better by going out seeing where your shortcomings are where your inefficiencies are fixing those and keep going forward keep moving that's how you grow that's exactly how you grow you understand when you lift weights you lift weights and you're breaking down muscle so it can come back even stronger. It'll grow even stronger than it was when you first did it. Mm. Well, that's exactly what happens, you know, when, when you're out there practicing. You get broken down. You go in, fix those those problems, and you get stronger as a unit, strong as a team. Well said. Well said. Again, let me read this uh, tweet from uh, uh, Tua. Tua Tugavailoa, who is the Miami starting quarterback. Of course, these two. Tua and Jalen Hurts played together at Alabama before Jalen transferred to Oklahoma to finish up his college career. But he said after practice today, quote, regarding Hurts, the dude had to be the first into the weight room. He had to be the first onto the field. Sprints. He had to be the first. It really tells you how he goes about his life. It tells you how he sees things and looks at things as a competitor. So I know that kind of feeds into the intangible thing that we always talk about with Jalen, but you know that's a that's a pretty strong statement from from a guy he played with, man, and it's a lot of respect there for for the way he goes about his business. So just thought I'd pass that along. I thought it was pretty cool. Well, it's, I mean, it's it, what yeah. we expect. It's what we expected from Jalen. It's what yeah. we've heard about Jalen, you know, ever since he got here. And so it doesn't surprise me. And who would know better than a guy who was in the locker room and on the practice field with him uh, every day? And again, I can't emphasize it enough. I hope all these intangibles we keep hearing about Jalen translates into a much better season in 2022, because if that is the case, this team's going to do some damage in the NFC this year. I'm with you. They absolutely I'm are. I'm thinking the same thing. Um, just just looking at, you know, and being real with, you know, what the Eagles are looking at. If they didn't think that he had a possibility of getting better, if they didn't think that he was the guy that could, you know, keep this team going forward, they'd have got rid of him a long time ago. They there had three first-round picks. There you go. This year that they chose not to use on a quarterback. If they were, if they were, you know, thinking, all right, you know, we can just, 
we can upgrade, we can get something better, then they would have done that. Guaranteed they would have done that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they chose to go with Jalen. So that means to me, it just goes to show that they are ready to go forward with Jalen. They're going to give him every opportunity to show them that he's the guy. And 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 I, I don't have a problem with um, him going in there and establishing himself as a guy. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Look, 100%, man. Um, all right, so uh, let's jump around a little bit NFL here, guys. So a couple things. Len Dawson passed away. Len Dawson, who oh, was – you know, uh, one of the great players uh, during his era actually won Super Bowl four. There's the iconic picture of him at halftime. He's got a cigarette going and he's he's got a, a, a fresca soda going. But it was that was the NFL back then. That was sports back then. But, uh, you know, and he, and he also for years during his career, this is fascinating. He was a local sportscaster in Kansas That's right. City. That's he right. would leave practice, go do, you know, two newscasts. And then go turn around and go to practice the next day, yeah. like doing it at six o'clock and eleven o'clock as the sports anchor for the local station. It, times were different, man. And he was way different back then. Yeah, yeah. imagine a player in- trying to do that today. No, I, but I give him props. The guy was establishing a career, and it paid off because he became a, a phenomenal broadcaster and analyst. I grew up watching him on Inside the NFL with Absolutely. Nick Bonacani. Absolutely, he, he set the found him and Nick Bonacani set the foundation for what Inside the NFL is today. And the longevity of that program, it's still it's still a highly successful program. Yeah, my first real exposure to to uh, Dawson was when they played the first Super Bowl against Green Bay. Because you know, back then, if you lived in an NFC town, you didn't get to see many AFC A, or correction AFL teams play. Right. So we heard all these things about this Lynn Dawson, but man, watching him play in that Super Bowl, man, he had Otis Taylor to throw to. Um, one of the great receivers of all time. And then that's when I really found an appreciation for Lynn Dawson. Then of course, when he made that transition to inside the NFL, um, it was a new concept. Everybody's like, what is this? You get inside access from ex players now on a show uh, every week. Combined um, with NFL films. I what? Mean, that's, a, that's a good combination. It was a great combination, man. And I, and I still enjoy that show today. Yeah, yep, me too. Yeah. Me too. He, I, he, was I, yeah, back. he was great at his job, man. The way he was able to articulate, um, and bring to bring to everybody what NFL players and what their role was, what they were thinking about, why they did this. You know, a lot of people don't really don't see the ins and out of what the object of defense, offense, or special teams are trying to you know trying to accomplish when they're on the field. Like right. who has this guy in blocking? What route they were trying to execute? What were they doing on defense to stop this? Why this kickoff return worked and the other one didn't? You know, he was able to articulate why those things were happening, which gave, you know, us as fans uh, a, a greater understanding of, of what we were looking at. And once yeah. you understand yeah. something, you, you tend to get drawn in more and more the more you understand it. Yeah, and, and, and not only that, but back on that show, the, the inaugural uh, maiden voyage of Inside the NFL, you had John Facenda's voice doing some of the narrations back then. Um, and, man, it was like everybody even back then who knew who John Facenda was. And I can just sit there and listen to his voice all day. Can you imagine being blessed with a set of pipes like that? Oh, right. I, and the, and delivery. Like, Man. he had a great voice, but his delivery yeah. was perfection. Like, it was everything. Slow, dramatic. deliberate, yes. yes. Never going fast. One yeah. of the hardest things for any broadcaster, and you really have to learn this early in your career, is going too quickly. Yeah, yep. is speaking too fast, right? And and, and what happens when you, when you, hey, it just sounds crazy, but... You start stumbling over words. You're, you're, 
the audience isn't picking up what you're doing. And I have a hard. problem with that all the time, man. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do. Every day. Yes. And, and Facenda had great pacing. You're right. But like a Harry I, Kellis. Harry was, yeah, another one, just as yeah. the goat. But I, I never met Len Dawson, but he always seemed like a genuinely nice man. Uh, it just came off that way. Uh, you know, and I know Patrick Mahomes was, a, he had, they had a great bond and he, he sent out a really nice tweet regarding him. So, I love like the, the connection with the other generations too. Yeah, so I, I met him a couple of times, you know, and talked to him a couple of times, mm-hmm. and uh, he he was he fit the build as, as as far as you know what you what you thought he was on TV and what you got in mm-hmm. person with him. Yeah, yeah, you know, so really nice guy, a true great. Yeah, so rest in peace, eighty seven years old. Um, I I I keep reading these stories and I'm I'm guarding my I, I'm trying to like fight myself on them. The, the Patriots. And how bad they've looked so far, because the latest that, that are, the stories that are coming out, they're doing their joint practices with uh, the Vegas Raiders. OK, in anticipation of I guess I guess they play this week. I haven't even looked. But um, the stories that are coming out is in particular on the offensive side is just how bad the offense looks like. They can't even string together drives in these practices in these open practices. And there's a lot of questions, you know, about Matt, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, who's calling plays. Uh, is Belichick going to jump in there and take this thing over? And I'm, but I'm also saying to myself, this is Belichick, so just calm down, you know. But it feels like it's going to be rocky this year. Where are you guys at on this? Mm, yes, it is going to be rocky. Okay. I mean, last year they won ten games, but I, I really don't think that you know they were as good as those ten games they won. You know, kind of like with the Eagles, mm-hmm. you know, the perception with the Eagles. I don't think that he has control of that team like he used to have it back then. I mean, he's not the totalitarian that he used to be. I don't think he's as involved in the everyday, you know, coaching points as he was when he had Brady here. And, you know, saying when he was just an integral part of, of everything that, you know, that went on on the team. Right. You can't do that. You can't do that forever. And I think he's starting to end, you know, get to the end of, of, of that totalitarian type of mindset. So he's not going to be able to go and, 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 and coach this quarterback like he coached Brady. He, he, the message won't be as clear as it was with Brady. You don't have Brady anymore. So since you don't have Brady anymore, you can't expect this young guy to be that way. I mean, Matt's good, but he's not that damn good. He is not a Brady-esque type of player. He doesn't have the weapons that he had before. Yeah, Because he doesn't have the weapons, he can't run the same things he used to run. The NFL has finally caught up with them. You didn't think he was going to stay ahead of the game, stay ahead of the curve for that long anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. hell, it's been, it's been you know, over, uh, over a, a, a decade and a half that he was the top, the number one, numero uno coach in all of sports to me. So, you know, sometimes you do start getting a kink in your armor. You're not that same guy anymore. So, yes, I do think that this is, this is kind of what they're going to be going into this year. He's not going to be able to, to me, he's not going to be able to turn it around like he used to before. I mean, it's just, he's human. You know, he's finally shown that he's human. How about you, Derek? The fact that uh, his his team had that consistent dominance for more than a decade will never be duplicated again in the history of this game, the way this right. game is structured now with free agency. But I think Belichick will figure this out. He still has a few weeks before they hit the ground running. If anybody will figure it out, it'll be Belichick, you know. And I think they're going to be a thorn in people's sides. I'm not saying they're going to win a division because they're in that division with Buffalo. I still think they're going to be a, a thorn in people's side. 
Um, and they're going to be right there at the end vying for a wild card spot, especially since there's an extra wild card spot now. Uh, when you look at their roster, they have the personnel. Um, and Bill Belichick, there's still a fear factor with the Bill Belichick. You can't say that about many coaches. You know, we always talk about how today's player has to be coached differently because you're coaching 53 individuals more so than a coach saying, this is my way or it's the highway. Now you got to have all these psychologists to coach these players nowadays. But I think Belichick is the one coach still in the NFL when you walk through his door because of his pedigree and his history, players automatically know you will do things the way we do it here or you will find somewhere else to play. And I do think because of that name synonymous with ex- with excellent excellence, it strikes still a little bit of fear in the players who play for him. How, how much do you guys think, and I know Brady, there were there was a little intermittent time there when McDaniels went to Denver. So I'm not, I know it wasn't you know straight line, but how much is McDaniels not being there now for a guy like Mac Jones for this offense? How big is that loss? I well, mean, I think even, even with Belichick there. I think it's big. I, yeah. I think I do think that's big. You know, say what you Huge. want to say about Josh McDaniels, um, but I still think he he was an integral part of Mac Jones' development, um, and, and I think they're going to suffer a little bit in that regard. You know, this calling plays by committee stuff, we'll see how long that works. Now, Belichick just came out and said recently, when push comes to shove, everything will go through me. Now, we've never known Belichick to be this offensive mind. We consider him a defensive genius. Now, if everything's going through him, how will that affect the continuity of this offense? We're going to find out soon enough. But I do think they'll figure it out to whatever degree it is. They'll figure it out enough to win more games than they lose this year. Yeah, it's I again. It feels like it's going the wrong way, but with Belichick, you never ever quite write but him off. He, you know, he's in a much tougher division, now. and he doesn't have Brady, right? Right, he doesn't have Brady. He does. He's in a much stronger division. He's not even the best team in the division anymore. No, he might no. be the third best team in the division now. Yeah. All actuality, yeah. I mean, I'm, Miami might be better than him. Better we'll than, um, yeah, than we'll see. Yeah. So we know Buffalo is. Yeah, and then you got to factor Miami is they just yep. whooped up on the Eagles, so I mean they might be a team that maybe third in the division. Could That's be. possible, not not even making it to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Look, it's fair, man. That that is, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing to see what happens. But, that, how but who, who's be, who's better at adapting on the fly than Bill Belichick? Prime example: How many times have we talked about that game? They went into Buffalo, howling winds. They threw the ball, what, three times a game? And they beat Buffalo in their backyard. Buffalo's used to playing in frigid temperatures, cold weathers. That's right in their backyard. Yep. They went in there and, and took it to Buffalo. Yep. Beat yes, Buffalo at their game. Yes, they did. Yes, there's they did. nobody better in the game still, even though he's older. There's nobody better in the game at adapting on the fly than yep. Bill Belichick. He's still a GOAT. I, you get no yes. calls about that with me. Yeah. But I just think that he's past, past that – that that whole, you know, era of that all right, mystique. I'm Belichick. Yeah, the mystique. Yeah, okay. But, you know, I, I I just don't think that he's that guy anymore. You know, he doesn't have the same personnel that he had before. Well, you know, he yeah. hasn't won. He hasn't won it or gotten close since Brady left. So, but yeah. and it's only been a couple of years, few years, but whatever. Mm. Uh, Pete Carroll non-committal, which tells me he probably <laughs> doesn't think he has a quarterback. <laughs> but uh, Gino Smith and Drew Locke, to me, it's like okay. 
be as non-committal as you want. Commit to whomever you want. It doesn't make any difference. But that's he's playing it close to the vest. When you got two quarterbacks, and you're you thinking about two zero. quarterbacks, you got zero. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, you know, they they're gonna be. You just let the best player on your yeah. team the past 15 years, well, 12 years that you've ever had. You know, you think you're still gonna be good? No, there's no way that you're gonna be that way. Yeah. No, what yeah. you saw what happened last year when um when Russell went down. They were atrocious. They were horrible. They're mm-hmm. going to be even worse now. I mean, them. I tell you what. I can see Tyler Lockett and Metcalf getting traded before the end of the year. Ooh. Oh. Oh. I mean, they're, they're going to be that bad. They're going to. It's going to be a total and utter rebuild. Oh man. Hey, look. I, I like how Pete Carroll came out and said yesterday. Right now, Geno is the, has the lead, but I'm wide open. To the yeah. possibility yeah. that Drew Locke yep. could move in front of them. I mean, you look, both of these guys were, were second-round draft picks, which is still a pretty good spot, which means they were graded as quarterbacks that had potential to be quality starters in the National Football League. Yeah, You know, you look at Geno, his career, 34 touchdowns, 37 interceptions. Jeez. Drew Locke, 25 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Drew Locke only lasted two years in Denver. Yeah, Geno Smith is on his fourth team. They build everything around him. I, th- this feels like they're going to be in the CJ Stroud sweepstakes to me. Yeah, it's man. The them in Houston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? That's exactly what they're yeah. doing. No <laughs> question. I, and no I can't see, and I can't see their 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 head coach staying around that long, anyways. No, no, not he's seventy-one years old. Pete Carroll, it's amazing. Right, right. Uh, so uh, the Giants, we talked about this with Jordan Renan earlier. We have had a ton of injuries, right? They got another one today. Colin Johnson, the receiver, Jeez. was carted off today. Just now, it just oh happened. He was just carted off uh, at Giants. Who? Colin Johnson, the receiver. receiver. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, checking his lower right leg, getting into the cart. So they Bro, they oh they have goodness. been cursed early on here, man, with a they lot of injuries. Six, they have six offensive linemen out. Yep, that's three wide receivers now. Yep, two cornerbacks, two linebackers, and three defensive linemen that can't practice as of right now. And a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. <laughs> no, Barry, they have six in, they have six offensive linemen out due to injuries. They had another two offensive linemen. They were on the pup list. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it's not good, man. It is not good. Oh, my goodness. All right, so wow. there's that. Uh, Derek Carr, you guys, you know, that we talked about this, but with the, the Brady, the Dana White story with yep. Brady and Gronk, yep. potentially going to the Raiders. Naturally, there's going to be a follow-up asking mm. Derek Carr. I thought he handled it very well. You know, what? of course he heard it, but he said, look, I, yeah, I've been dealing with stuff my whole career. You play, at, you play quarterback in this league, there's always going to be stuff flying around. I, I thought I didn't credit. I don't think he – I think he was just like – all right, it's Tom Brady. What are you, you know? What are you going to do? Of course, of course, there's rumors. If I if I was if I had been um, Derek Carr when I was asked that question, I would have said, "Look here, uh, is John Gruden here right now? Um, <laughs> is Gronkowski here right now? Right? Uh, who's been here since last several years? Uh, what may have been speculated never turned into reality. I can't control that." You know, we live in a world. We live in a world in the NFL where rumors run amok every day of the week. And if there's truth to it, well, it never panned out. And all I know is they want me here right now, and I'm going to give it everything I have, mm-hmm. plain and simple. Yep, well, exactly right. Perfectly said. He Perfectly handled it well. Said. He handled it well. Uh, so l- l- that brings us to the question of teams that could really fall off. Now, what, here's what I mean by that. 
I think we, we, we would all agree like Seattle, Chicago, we don't have any expectations for those teams. All right. So I don't mean teams that are already down. I mean, teams that were pretty good last year that could take a step back Patriots being one of them. I'd throw the Titans into that category potentially, yep. you know, that was a 12 win Titan team. Who are some other teams you guys potentially, you know, look at here that might take a step backwards, whether that's missing the playoffs or, uh, not winning a playoff game if they get there. A team that, that some people have some high hopes for. Some would say maybe the Bucks. I know you run into the same problem you run into with, with Brady that you say with Belichick, you never count them out. But who, who would you guys throw into that category of there, there are expectations, Ooh. but they could stay, take a little bit of a, a step backwards in those expectations? My, my first team is Dallas. Okay. Dallas, I think they take a step in, in, in the wrong direction. Uh, you know, they didn't up, to me, they didn't upgrade um, to a roster that's better than they had last year. They didn't get better. If you're not getting better, then I don't necessarily think they're going to get worse. Um, but they're definitely not going to be able to compete at the highest level that they did last year. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, just to get rid of, you know, two thirds your offensive line, I mean, two fifths of your offensive line and think you're going to be better. You know, that just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, starting left tackles, he's long in the tooth. I and mean, he hasn't been able to play an entire season, you know, for the past four years. Um, Zeke is all – I think it's all on Zeke's back. You know, mm. can Zeke carry the team like he did before? That's where essentially I think this team is going to go in the direction that Zeke takes. Not Dak, but Zeke. Wow. Mm. Okay. How about you, Derek? Um, when you ask that question, I, I see four teams, but I'm just going to say for right now – I'm going to start with Tennessee. I think the loss of A.J. Brown is really going to hurt this team. Um, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Derrick Henry showed last year some kinks in armor. Before that, he was a Sherman tank. He's starting to show little kinks in armor because I think they're overusing him. And as we know, the older running back gets, the more susceptible he is to getting nicked up and missing games and Mm – you know, you go from missing one or two games one season, all of a sudden it's five or six games the next season. Uh, this was a team that won 12 games last year. I don't think Tennessee is going to win 12 games this year uh, because of uh, a lack of, of of a passing game and probably trying to overuse Derrick Henry a little bit too much. Mm. Yeah, and you wonder, even though he's like Superman, does it finally start to? Yeah. You know, we saw a little bit of a, of a crack last year. Does it start to continue yeah. to weigh down on? That's yeah, what I happens. That. That's what yeah. happens mostly. You know, when you have running backs, you know, I hate to say it, that's why yeah. running backs have been devalued uh, for the most part. Um, I hope he comes back. You know, because he's exciting to see, man. He's just yeah, he a, is. He's just a workhorse, man, and. And I, I don't know if this team is ne- that team is necessarily wanting to go in the same direction with Tannehill. I think they're trying to get Malik to 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 be that guy. Step for, up. Yep. Yeah. I think they want to, and which is going to make things very uncomfortable for both Malik and Tannehill um, on that team. Mm. You know, you I've, I've seen situations where you can tell the team wants to go in a different direction, but they can't because you got a starter there, the old Wiley veteran there, and the, and the young guy is just not good enough to take the range yet. But they want them to so bad, they kind of force feed them to, and that pisses the veteran player off. See, see, I look, I look at a, a Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry had three hundred and three carries in two thousand nineteen. He had three hundred and seventy eight carries in two thousand twenty. Now, in two thousand nineteen, he ran for fifteen hundred forty yards. 
2020, he ran for 2,027 yards. 2021, now this is crazy. He only played eight regular season games. He had 219 carries in eight regular season games. <laughs> That's a season for most players. The nice. man, the man had 937 rushing yards in eight games last year. Yeah, before he went down. Yeah. Before he went down. He almost yeah. had a thousand yards in half a season. It's unreal. So oh, I think wow. overuse. Overuse is gonna catch up to him. Jeez, man. That's, that's worse than overuse. That's 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 almost like you know that's that's trying to kill a guy, man. They try to kill that mule, man. That's what I'm that saying. Yeah. How many backs right. will kill to get 219 carries in a season? Right. This man right, had right. it in eight games. Gosh, that's a couple seasons for people. Yeah, that's amazing in this day and age too with a passing NFL. Um, all right, let's look at Week 13, guys, and Ooh. it's uh, like I say every week, it's another good one. So Thursday night, come right out of the block, Raiders Rams. On Thursday, Jeez. then then a couple good ones here: uh, Browns, Bengals, Eagles, Giants, Ravens, Steelers, Dolphins, Chargers, Bucks, Forty Niners. Sunday night, Chiefs, Broncos. Monday night, Patriots, Cardinals. It never disappoints. Every single week, man. That's week thirteen. Yeah, every week. Wow, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. I think I think one of the best games, man, are probably gonna be that uh the um Vikings Lions, man. That's, that's gonna, gonna be, be that could be. You're right. That's gonna, that's, be a, that's gonna be a fight, man. That's gonna be a slug out, you know, just out and out, just you know, massacre type of game, man. It's gonna be like they used to call that division the black and blue division. That's definitely one of those games where it's gonna yeah. be the black division. They're gonna go at it. And then Raven Steelers, uh, of course, same thing, you know, same thing, man. Yeah, I mean all three of them. Then Bronco, um, Bengals, Browns. Hey, I think I think that Saints Tampa Bay game could be for a division lead. Yep, you're absolutely right. Um, if say if Jameis Winston stays healthy, and with with uh, Tampa Bay being so decimated along that offensive line, I think that could be who who gets who has the division lead at that point. Mm, mm, that that mm. could be a knockdown drag. What a great Monday night game that is. Well, I, I just think, man, at this point, man, I'm, 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 that's when they start, like I said, jockeying for positions. Everybody's jockeying for positions, then. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to see if the Eagles, you know, where they're going to be at that point. You know, I mean, who do they have? Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I jumped a, I jumped a week ahead. Week I did 14. 14. Yeah. You did week 14. I was like, sorry. where's what Russ Rob looking at here? I'm sorry, guys. That's my bad. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Yeah. You, you guys want to run through the good ones on 13 uh, real quick? Uh, Bills, New yeah. England on Thursday, which yeah. is great. Jeez, uh, what else? Uh, Washington, New York. It's always good NFC East battle. Yeah. Tennessee and the Eagles is a good that's, one. That's going to yeah. be a really good one. Titans yeah. and the Eagles. That is going to be a good one. Uh Miami, San Francisco is a good one. Uh, that's Denver, one of the four Denver Baltimore, Denver, Baltimore, uh, Kansas City, and the Bengals, uh, Chargers, and the and the and the, the Raiders, Raiders, yep, and the Colts and the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, and you're right, Derek. That one. Uh, there's only two teams off that week, which is yep. nice. The Saints and, and Tampa. You're right, guys. This is a killer week too. It really is. Well, you yeah. know that the, the Chiefs, Saint. I mean, the Chiefs, uh, Bengals. You know, playoff. You know, this, oh. this is a playoff game where. You know this is this how they made it to the to the Super Bowl, so you know the Chiefs gonna be a little pissed off. You know they, they feel as though they're still the big men on the block. 
So, you know, them going against the, the Bengals, you know, the Bengals beat them. That they're, they're still a little pissed off about this, man. So this, they're going to mark this on their calendar. Yes. They're definitely marking so, this on the calendar. So, so, so let me ask you guys this. Now, I know we're invested in the NFC East, but look at the slate of games starting at 4.05 until the night game. So if you had your way, if you were if you were not invested in the Eagles, just a general football fan, okay, which game would you want to see? Miami, San Francisco, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Chargers, Raiders, Colts, yep. Dallas. Which one? I'm going Chargers, Raiders. I kind of like the Chargers, Raiders too. Yeah. I, I, I was I would say Chiefs, Cincinnati. <laughs> That's pseudo. I want to see Mahomes and Burrow go at it, man. Yeah, that's going to be I want to see that game. <laughs> There's going to be so many of those kind of weeks where you just like, you know, uh, what quarterback matchups like that or defense or, or oh, major goodness. division, you know, uh, implications on the line, man. Oh. Bro, it, 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 when you look at that, man, with, with the division, you know, the division with the Chargers Raiders. Then you just look at the just out and out. All right, you beat us last year. I'm pissed off. That's supposed to be at our Super Bowl. You guys went in and didn't win it. We would have went in and won it. You know, Chiefs are feeling that type of way right now. They right. marked that on their calendar. But then you look at, um, you know, the Colts and, and Cowboys. That's just – that's one of those games where this is going to be, uh, you know, who, who's the better player? You know, who, yeah. I mean, who has yeah. the better players? Yeah. You know, I mean, Dallas is going to be fighting for the playoff lives right there. The Colts will be doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're right, man. This is uh this is what makes me itch for the season to start. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh all right. Also, so, you know, he said Saints Bucks, you know, Saints Buck, you're right. That might be for the uh for the for, for the, the division. division. Too. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, again, yeah. you get you get good Jameis. Uh that is gonna be tight, that division. That is gonna yeah, be tight. You said good Jameis. I like <laughs> I no, like no. that. <laughs> good Jameson. Sometimes you're looking for some good Jameson on, on, on Jameson too. <laughs> every once in a while. Uh, all right, so we come back. We, we we teased it early. We'll we'll pay it off now. We'll we'll get into you know Bryce Harper steps to the box last night, hadn't played in two months, and goes yard in his very first at bat. Hits one later too, and he's just different. Uh, embarrassed to play with a, a, with and against a lot of guys who were just different, who were you know entirety of people who were the best in the world, who were even better than those people. So we'll get into that. Got a lot of good stuff for the open talk. Uh, I have a question for you guys. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles or pancakes? We'll do that. Uh, on this date, good birthdays as well. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. YouTube network, the gun, the Brooks are Ellis on this uh, August. Man, we're already at August 24th. A um, couple things. It is National Waffle Day. So the question I have for you guys. I like waffles. I don't love waffles. If I have my druthers, I'm going pancake over waffle. Where do you guys fall on this critical issue? I, I like waffles, man. You go waffle. Okay. Yeah, I like waffles, man. I, I do, man. I, I, you know, I mean, unlike a, you know, I like the thick ones though. The yes. ones you make, you have to make in the, um, in the machine. The, the yeah. Belgian waffle. Yeah, the Belgian I don't have waffle. one in the house, but if you're at a hotel, you can make a killer. Right, right. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. I actually await those type of, th- and then you get a hard boiled egg too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell where Gunner's going on this one. Where, where, where are you going? You going waffle? Man, you going pancake? Man? This this is like a civil war in my brain, man. This is this critical, is, man. This is critical. I I like waffles, but I hate when you go to restaurants or places and you get those 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 soft, mushy type waffles. You know? <laughs> yes. I like a firm waffle when you cut it with your fork, man. You can cut it, and you know, and you can hear the crunch when it, when you when you cut that bad boy. Right. But then again, when you go to places like um. Cracker Barrel, man, their pancakes. Of course, my wife's pancakes are ridiculous, but I love a I love a nice fluffy pancake. I can't decide, dude. I would sit here half hour debating this, the <laughs> pros and cons of waffles versus pancakes. But if you're going to twist my arm, okay, I would have to say if I can have a waffle the way I want it, I would take a waffle slightly over a pancake. Nine times out of ten. Good, you guys. All right, two two waffles over the pancake. All right, not surprising. Uh, we're on different pages when it comes to food. <laughs> did, you see, did you see? Uh, Chris Chris D. Chris D. says she puts peanut butter and melted marshmallow 
over. Oh, what she said over a. I do like waffles with ice cream, by the way. I I don't know about you guys. Nah, I can't do that. Oh, yeah. I I I like a waffle cone with ice cream, but not my waffles, man. No, I take you take the waffles, you make them slightly, like slightly over, just slightly overdone. And then you put some um, ice cream and, you know, you know, like a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of hot and then it kind of melting to make your hands all messy. I don't care. I I love that. I love that. Okay. That's strong. That That is strong. I never had that until I got here, though. Yeah, mm. yeah, it is. It is big here. All right, so we talked about this earlier, and I mentioned it before the break. Harper went yard twice, which could speed up his maybe his rehab process. Maybe he plays here by his earliest Friday. Who knows? Um, but Barrett, you've played with and against guys that are just different. I, I, I look, you, you were the best in the world at what you did, which is not many people could say that about anything. Um, but even in that rarefied air, there's people that are even above that. How, where does that mindset come from? And I know Derek, you have some good insight on this too. But yeah. Barrett, give me some of the some of the folks either you went against, played, you know, oh, with. too many. It's too many against. You know, so I mean, I right. played against the, the greatest players in the world. You know, like you know, Mr. White, for instance. You know, played against you know guys like that, Ronnie Lott. I mean, I played against all world. Uh, Charles Haley got the most rings out of everybody. You know, right. he's the ringmaster. I played against some of the best players I've played. Leslie O'Neill, Pat Swilling, Chester McLaughlin. I mean, bonafide Hall of Famers. But I played on teams with guys also, and I was able to see them in their elements, see how they prepared themselves, you know. And, you know, guys like Brian Dawkins, I mean, their preparation, man, it's it's, it's so intense, man. It, you know, this. I mean, this, even in practice, he was intense. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Dent, even though he was at the end of his career, I mean, he had more sacks and he was at the end of his career than starters we had on the team, right? Um, Michael Strahan, you know, Mike didn't practice hard at all, but he was just so gifted that you know, that he, you know, it, it just didn't make a difference for him. Uh, Jerome Bettis, Jerome Bettis, man, he it wasn't like he practiced hard in practice. But his preparation before and after practice, man, like he was always running, doing extra running. Mm. You know, since so, so he was such a big guy that he would always do extra running, always doing extra running after, before and after with practice. Because he didn't want to take the, you know, the beating in practice, of, sure. you know, running in the past. But he would run so much after practice. Uh, Alan Fanica, everything he did was intense. Everything. Mm. You know, so I played next to the guy. I mean, he was one of the most intense players I've ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? When he's on the field, never cracked a smile, man. He's just whooping ass and taking names. Mm. Um, Troy Palomalu, it's funny, man, because you think of Troy Palomalu, you're like, oh, my God, this does, you know, he did, you know, I'm looking at comparing the two. When I compared Dawkins to Troy, two totally different ways on how they prepared themselves. Um, with, with, with Troy, Troy didn't lift weights. He always used rubber bands and, you know, that, that, you know, apply metrics. Right. Yeah. That's how he became a great player. That's why he's able to do and move his body in so many different unpredictable ways. Now he would make tackles that he shouldn't make because his body was so fluent as far as being able to move in a, a, a direction that's, that's counter to what, you know, the guy that he's going to tackle sees like, there's no way he should have turned around and made it. I remember playing in the, um, we were in the AFC championship game against Denver and he read a screen. First of all, they had two guys blocking him, right. going to block him. He jumped sideways, and he was sideways in the air, able to bring his between the two blockers and still turn his wide bodies in the air 
turn his body upright to make the tackle while he was in the air. Jeez. You know, I mean, I saw him do some of the stuff that it was incredible. You know, he shouldn't have been able to do the, some of the stuff that I've seen him do. I mean, he was he was one of the, you know, the most awkward people in the world. You know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, his preparation for game day. Mm. It's crazy. Like, he would, he would do things like, all right, coach would tell him to, all right, you have deep thirds. You got deep thirds. You're in the middle of the field, deep thirds. And at the snap of the ball, he'd be on the line of scrimmage on the line of scrimmage and still fast enough to get back into deep thirds mm. and have his coverage. You're not supposed to be able to do stuff like no, that. No, that's amazing. Is, is that right. just how much of it is gifted versus work your tail off versus confidence in yourself? Like what's the Derek, what's the fine line there? What's what's the, 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 the combo there? You know, I, I hate when I hear announcers say he just has natural ability. Now, I don't care if you have natural ability or not. You have to work at it and refine it. But there are some athletes that just work less at being great and are still great. I covered a young Barry Bonds before he became allegedly steroid Barry Bonds. And you would stand there and you watch him and you're thinking, is he practicing? And then the dude go out there in the game and just light it up. And it would drive other players nuts because – they're out there busting their hump trying to, you know, get everything they can. And they have to work at being good. Barry Bonds just was given that gene from his dad, Bobby Bonds. And I hear play, and I've heard players through the years talk about it, man. He says, Yeah, you just come across that one rare player that doesn't have to work as hard as we do to be as good, if not better, than we are, man. And you and they envy players like that. Man, I wish I could do what he does. I wish some players like change their diets to be better players. Some yep. players eat every wrong food you can think of and are still great players. Yep. It's unbelievable. I mean, it doesn't happen often, but every now and then in any sport, you get that one player that steps out of the so-called norm of what it takes to be an exceptional athlete. Like Barrett said, you know, every every football player you think lifts weights to get better. You know what? <clears throat> There's a few that don't take weights, weight training as serious as others. There's up there athletes that don't take um, – off-season workouts as serious as other, <coughs> excuse me, and come back and are great players, you know, and that's that's just that rare trait that you give. It's not that you didn't work to be good, but you're not working as hard as other players. Right, to right. Be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And other players are like, man, why can't I be like this guy? I got to work for everything. Mm. Like me, I had to, I had to, I wasn't, <clears throat> there was nothing given to me. I had to work my ass off to get everything that I had. Um, I was better than most people in high school. I got to college. I was, you know, better than people in college. I got to the NFL. I was not better than anybody. I had to mm. work to get better than people, man. Um, you know, I could, you know, through I could high school, I can go out there, not even practice for the entire week, go out there and just ball. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. just I was just naturally talented. But then I got to the NFL, everybody was like that. So, you know, on the NFL on a on a on a college team you might have three all-americans might have three all-americans yeah when i got to the nfl everybody was an all-american mm -hmm. everybody was big strong and fast everybody could go out there and lift a, 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 a you know pull a pull a tree up by the roots so what makes you different from the next guy is your preparation how you prepare yourself what mindset you have you know some guys have it and some guys don't and i told you guys earlier the mindset that, you know, most great, great, great players, the Michael Jordans, 
uh, you know, guys like that is that they have something in them that can push them past what regular people right. can't and won't do. Right. They will do something that and allow their bodies to do something that the average person won't be able to do and can't do. And that's what makes them great. You know, like Kobe, that Mamba mentality. You know, I, I was uh, I did a I did an event um in um in AC, well right outside of AC. And I was talking to Rip Hamilton. And he was saying, Well, when I first got to, you know, when I when I you know, I was in high school, my senior year, and his coach came up to us and said, Hey, there's a kid up the road that's better than you. And Rip was like, Man, what are you talking about? You know, he's you know, he's the best thing since sliced bread sure. in the area he's from. Where's where's he from, Rob? Coatsville. Uh, yeah, Coatesville. So he said it's like six thousand people in Coatesville. He was the best down there, but he said there's a guy up the road, meaning up in Philly, and Lower Marion that's better than you. Yep. He said no, there's no way because he said he played above the rim. He could shoot from anywhere on the um, on the court. He could do anything and play defense. But then he got in that game, and he was amazed because he looked over across from him, and this guy could jump a little higher than him. Mm-hmm. He could shoot a little farther than he can. He can play defense a little better than he can because they have a they have the mindset that they can push past what others can't do. And yeah. he said he knew he had it. And he knew he had the moment mentality. Not after the game, but they were in the uh, McDonald's All Star game and they were roommates. And he's ready to go to bed. It's like ten thirty at night. And he said Kobe was pacing back and forth in the room, saying, "Oh man, this guy Kevin Garnett or some other basketball was like, oh, he thinks he's better than I am. He thinks he can play better than me. He thinks he can shoot better than me. I'm about to show him." I'm the greatest player to ever play. I'm the greatest player to ever play. And he was like, he was looking at him like, man, would you take your ass to sleep, man? I'm ready to go to bed. And he said Kobe was pacing. He paced almost half the night wanting to show everybody that he was the best player in the world. Wow. And that's a different mentality than most people have. Right, right, right. Very well said, man. I I love that kind of insight, man. That is is cool. I wanted to so AJ Brown, we know he's not afraid to tweet and clap back, right? We we know that. We've seen that. <laughs> um, so there was there's a video of of Tyreek Hill beating Slay. Yeah, and I saw AJ that, yeah. Brown tweets out, now show us cooking y'all corners, right? <clears throat> One tweet. And then later, 26 minutes ago, he tweets out. I ain't even talking to get one up on nobody because it's practice. Just keep the same energy for both sides. So uh, he, man, I just, he pays attention to a lot of stuff on social oh, yeah. media, man. No question. No I, question. you know, which I guess if you use it as fuel, as motivation, it's great. If he's, he's paying attention to a lot of stuff that's being said. So well, he's like, always been that way. It's not like he's changing. He's been yeah. that way. You know, he's True. always come to his guy's <laughs> defense and he's does I mean that he's wooed people. To, he got Bradbury here, didn't he? Yeah. When he tell him to get Bradbury, he's, yeah. he's wooed people to come here. That's what he does, man. He doesn't have a problem with, 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 Exercising his right to, to voice his opinion, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He didn't have He's a problem. Not with that afraid at all. to do that. Yeah. Hey I, hey, I got one for you guys. It just came across Pro Football Talk. They're saying the Panthers plan on playing Baker Mayfield into the second quarter in this final preseason game. Would you Stupid. put Would you put no. your starting quarterback on the field in the final preseason game? Here's the yeah. problem, right? So there's two problems. One, you, whoever they're playing, I don't, who are they playing? I don't even know. Uh, let me find it. So the problem you're going to have is that other team's going to have probably second and third stringers just yep. trying to, try to make yep. the team 
doing whatever it takes to make a name for themselves, which yep. could mean late hits, low hits, cheap shots, whatever. Uh, they're playing Buffalo. No way. There's no way Sean McDermott has his ones out there. Heck those, no. Those other dudes who are trying to make a spot are going to do whatever they can. That's a dangerous game, man, that, that uh, Matt Rule's playing. I will tell you that. It's a stupid game. Yeah. Why even, why even why? do that? I understand you want your quarterback to get some work, especially at a critical juncture of your tenure in Carolina when you hear all the scuttlebutt about Matt Rule's on the hot seat. He better turn it around this year. I get that, but still, you got to be smart about this, man. It's too many. There's too many freak accidents. And hey, just call the Giants and ask them about about freak accidents going on with an organization. There's no way my starting quarterback is even putting on a uniform in that final game of the preseason. Yeah, no that's, way. That's surprising. Like if if, if he was. Yeah, that's – I mean, you already named them the starter, too. Weird. That's just weird. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they can stay healthy. That's going to be interesting uh, the way that plays out. Uh, I want to hit you with this. Let's do a couple birthdays, and then I have a Phillies question for you guys, all right? Mm. Pretty good birthday day today. Dave Chappelle, I think one of the greatest stand-ups ever in the history no to have ever done it, is 49 years old uh, today, Dave Chappelle. Been around for a long – been doing stand-ups since he was 15. I believe that. I mean, it's been that long since he's been doing stand up. Uh, so he's he is 49 years young. Um, Cal Ripken Jr., 62 years old of the streak, former uh, longtime Oriole. Rip. Reggie Miller, 57 years old. Wow. Right. Reggie looks good for 57. 57. Yeah, he does. He um, and his sister look exactly like. Yeah, very much so. Vince McMahon. <laughs> What's the matter? Why? Is that very much so? No, I didn't mean that in a bad way. I didn't mean it like that. Don't do that. That is not right. I mean, that's the way I meant it, though. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, oh, oh my God. You, you are you are wrong, man. You and you blame wrong. me. You want to blame me for stuff like this, right? I'm not saying a word. Yeah, that, I'm not. that one's you, man. You're taking that one. I'm not, I'm not saying that. a word. I'm, I'm not either. Let's keep it moving. Yes. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, Reggie. Yeah, yes. So, uh, James Tony, former boxer, 54 years old. James is around for, for a good amount of time. Uh, Rocky Johnson. You're saying, who's that? Who's Rocky Johnson? Rocky Johnson is a former pro wrestler who is That's the right. dad of The Rock, Dwayne That's Johnson. Right. That's right. Yeah. Bethlehem's own, as, as the Garrett, or Barrett always points out. Yes, those guys. sir. Bethlehem's uh, own. Um, Craig, Craig Kilborn, former uh, Sports Center anchor, uh, yep. Daily Show is 60. Allen Robinson, receiver, uh, now with the Rams, is 29 years old. Marley Matlin, the actress who is also uh, hearing impaired but has had an unbelievable career. Um, I think she might have won an Oscar. I, I checked that. But it's her birthday as well. Gunnar, you got any other ones that I missed? Yeah, Arian Foster, former NFL oh. running back. Um, yeah, Got into the league undrafted. Uh, all he did in his short career was a two-time first-team All-Pro, four-time pro, pro bowler, uh, leading rusher in the NFL in 2010. But here's what really caught my eye. Right now, he's a music artist under the name of Bobby Fino. What? Uh, Bobby Fino? <laughs> he's a music artist, and he's on LeBron James' label, Bobby Fino. I don't I don't ask me about that. Why would you no just idea. use your name? Because you I, have some notoriety. Yes, I, I don't get it, dude. Um, I, I, I don't. And when I saw I had to look at that twice. 
I said, Bobby Fino. And then uh, Rupert Grint. You know who Rupert Grint is? No. Uh, he played in the movie uh, Harry Potter. Uh, was it Harry Potter? Or the, yes. Uh, Harry yes, Potter. Harry Potter, yes. Yeah. Okay. He was in that movie, yeah. So okay. those LeBlanc. are my two, huh? Matt LeBlanc. Is oh, Matt LeBlanc, LeBlanc today? Friends? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, you already said Little Yachty, huh? That's Gats Gunner's guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heath Ledger would have been. Come you know, on, man. Heath Ledger. Oh, would have been. Yeah, would have been. That's a shame. Been, Lost yeah. What, yeah. A, what uh, a tragedy. Oh, my goodness. Scott Dis- Disick. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, an actor. Uh, okay. Um, What was he on? Um, No, no, no. He's not an actor. He's um, he's he dates one of them Kardashian girls. Oh. All right. One of the Kardashian uh, women. Who, you know, married to one of them. Oh, he's married to one of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's married to one of them. I can't keep up, man. Is, is she not with uh, – is, is, is Kim not with uh, – what's his name anymore? Pete, no, uh, no, no. He's that's not over? With, yeah, it's over. Yes, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's done. Impossible it's done. to keep this. Keep up with this. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Yeah. Uh, all right, any other birthdays? I got I got a good uh, – That's on this it. Date. All right, on this – then I have a Phillies question for you guys. On this date, uh, 1985, the number one hit – Get see if you guys can guess. What was the number one song – on the Billboard charts on this day in 1985. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It was from a very popular movie of that year in 85. What? Um, the, uh, hint is Michael J. Fox. Oh, oh, oh uh, Back to the uh, Future. Back to the Future. What was the song? Huey Lewis oh, and the wow. News. It's Hip to Be Square? Uh, Close. No. Power of Love. Power love. Dang it. Yes. Wow. He was always had a cameo. He had a cameo in the movie, too. I did way too much research on this one. Wow. Right, right. And you know, the only reason why I was was thinking, because it was a show I was watching. They were trying to rebuild the DeLorean. DeLorean, yeah. Today. You know, try to build a time machine. Yeah. Too much time in my hands, bro. Too much time in my hands. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Lastly. I know. (laughs) To refurbish a, a, yeah, a DeLorean. Um, do you guys ever drive in one of those where the, where the doors go, you know, like that? No, DeLorean, yeah. I have I, I can't fit anything like that, so no, oh, <laughs> makes sense. So funny, Derek. Uh, yeah, nothing, man. Right. nothing at all, on, man. <laughs> all right, we, we don't have a ton of time, but I'll ask you guys in, in like 20 seconds each. Why do you think the Phillies aren't drawing real well, other than the Mets series when there were a lot of Mets fans? They're, they're just oh, there, doesn't seem to be the kind of juice at the ballpark fan wise that you would think, maybe. I think it's more so um, it's um, it, I mean, just during this time period, this everybody's getting ready for school. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Kids need school clothes, you know, trying to prep for everything. Kids got to go to doctor's appointments and the price of tickets is just, you know, kind of crazy these days. So it's yeah, hard. It's not well, not really the tickets. It's, it's the, the whole day to spend at the ballpark. It's going to cost you every bit of like 200 bucks for just yeah. one or two kids. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just tough. expensive, man. Hot dog. What does a hot dog ever cost? Everything like eight is, or nine? Everything well, is eight jacked dollars, up. man. Yeah, everything's jacked up. Gunner, give me, give me uh, 20 seconds worth, and we got to 20 roll. seconds. I would say it's because I don't want to see, I'm not paying good money to see Cincinnati, Washington. I don't want to see these teams. Level you know, of competition. Basic, it's a level of competition. The way the schedule is falling now. Miami, Miami used to be interesting, but they don't have any real big names other than the pitcher Alcantara, yep. as we've corrected on this. I, you, man. 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm not paying that kind of money to see these teams. Fair. You see the Mets, Braves, I, Dodgers. I'm, I think I'm a there. little. Not, everything you guys said. You guys said is right. I think there's a little tiny piece of waiting for them to collapse, like they have the last few years too. I, I think. Oh, some, I don't. Not me, but I'm just saying. I think there the are doubters. some people that believe that. I, yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, that was fun today, guys. Well, what a show, man. We had John McMullen. We had Tom McCarthy. We had Corey Simon. We keep it rolling. We keep it rolling tomorrow, same time. Great job, I try. Garrett. I try. Yeah. Never know who yeah. I might get tomorrow, dude. Never Excellent know. Excellent work, guys. Xander, great job producing. I want to thank everybody in the chat section, everybody, all of our, our listeners, all of our streamers. Don't go anywhere. National Football Show with Dan Cilio is next. Everybody, have a great, great Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow, same time. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.